0: You... are John Carter of Earth?
1: Yes, ma'am. And welcome to Fan I'm Ian Boothby, and I'm David Dedrick. And today we're going to be talking about. I got to get this title right because I want to say that a longer title than it is. Yeah, John Carter.
0: John Carter. Yes.
1: The end. (laughs) Right now, here's here's a good enough. They Uh, said, you know, we will talk at some point probably about why the movie didn't do as well as it maybe could have in theaters. But like, let's look at just two movies that are similar. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, Dave. I'm going, uh, I'm going to go to the movies. Yep. I was trying to decide what to watch. I'm going to watch uh, Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, Star Wars, about a war in the stars. Okay, yeah, Star sure. Wars. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Or yeah. even like maybe even Battlestar Galactica. That sounds good too. All the, or all those kind of movies. All right, all right. Let's see what else we got here. John Carter. Mm, is that a spy movie? I assume it's about... A lawyer who wishes he could do more for the common man. Uh. I think it might have been a spinoff of the Grapes of Wrath. Uh. I'm not really sure. I, I assume. Mm-hmm. I, I assume he's in like a suit and yeah. uh, he's very yeah. hot in the deep South. It sounds like
0: you know what is it? A, is is it the the sequel to that to that uh, George Clooney movie that came out? You know that one where he's like a, a fixer? That's what oh he, yeah 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 yeah. it kind of sounds like that one. It has a name to it as well. Yeah. Then, you know oh. it's, then you know it's a serious movie if it just has, like, the guy's name.
1: Yeah, it's no, it's no uh, messing around. You know what? I think it might be. It might be the life story of Jimmy Carter. Mm, but oh. back he was before he was called uh, his, Jimmy. Uh, his, his
0: more serious brother, John.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't yeah. Jimmy, is, is that also not a base of uh, John? Aren't they the same name? Oh, I
0: thought that was James.
1: Well, you could also do Jack. John Jack, is, ho-
0: Jack and John, but J- Jimmy and James.
1: Right, Jack Carter would be about a comedian who was a little grumpy and didn't care for Lenny Bruce. <laughs> That's right. I think here's the thing: <laughs> if grumpy. you're gonna if you're going cut off half of John Carter of Mars, mm-hmm. cut off the John Carter, <laughs> right? I can just go. We're gonna go see of Mars. What's yeah. that mean? I don't know, but it sounds more interesting than John Carter, doesn't it? To it be sure fair,
0: does. to be fair, <laughs> yeah, there were several movies that had come out around that time, if not before. That none of them did very well. Mission to Mars. Okay. Ghosts of Mars. Right. Last Days of Mars. None of those movies, all those movies had Mars in the title and none of them had done super well.
1: Well, let's go with this, the idea that you're a Disney movie.
0: Okay. Now, okay, I'm a now Disney you're movie. A, you're a,
1: yeah, you're a Disney movie. Yeah. And you're going to be making a movie based on the book, yeah. A Princess of Mars. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? Disney, you've made a couple of bucks off princesses. <laughs> you've done pretty well during that whole princess yeah. thing. Like, that's yeah. the kind of thing you might want to punch. And then, of course, Mars. Well, yeah. A princess. What? On Mars? That sounds great. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, let's go see that. Uh, <laughs> no, how about instead, John Carter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, is, okay. that is one possible reason for why this film... I mean, probably one of the main reasons this film didn't do as well as it could have. Also, the trailer is is uh, dog poo. Okay. So typical of trailers of like modern trailers, it's no good at all in in any way, like conveying what the movie's about or making it look in any way good. And then uh, I don't really know what else. I don't really know what else they could have done.
1: Well, here yeah. to
0: to push the movie like. I don't think there was any sort of was there were there, was there merchandise tie-ins to this film. It doesn't have anything like cute. I guess the little baby Tharks are cute, but well, that's it. Big... Oh, and that little dog, that big dog.
1: Yeah, the dog is the fast the dog. The dog's ugly cute. Yes, he's adorable. Like he, but the dog is only cute yeah. if you see the dog moving and doing dog stuff. Yeah. If you just see him stationary, he's, <laughs> he's disturbing. He's like, kind of monstrous, yes. right? He's a very he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying when I saw this movie, I liked this movie. It was it was a, it was it was it was entertaining. I, yeah. I liked. It. Um. But I can't see why this shouldn't have been, say, uh, animated. Like if this was animated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Then make your uh, – do your remake later on and do your John Co- – like you would anyway. <laughs> and then and you're fine. And everyone yeah. knows what it is and it's all good. But like the, the unfortunate thing is all of their big kind of reveals and cool things, you'd go uh, you'd go, oh, I've seen this in other movies because it came first. Yeah. In, in book form. And then so many of the sci-fi and fantasy shows we are in films and what have you that we've in comics uh, we know uh, have based themselves on this, but unfortunately that's the problem is we're used to it. So it's like, hmm, yeah, that's, a, that's all right. That's not shocking. That's mm-hmm. and it was, and it's good enough, but unfortunately I guess good enough. Wasn't, uh, wasn't uh, quite good enough. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of good in it for sure.
0: I so. think I I think I like it a lot more than you do. Then, okay. Because I now I saw it in the theater as well, and I and I saw it in the theater because I I was looking forward to it. But I I also uh, I also really really enjoyed it. I think it's a really it's a really good film. And no spoilers, all spoilers by the way. This is fan spoilers. Uh, mm-hmm. The ending is a real kicker. Like the ending is one of those movies where the movie ends and you kind of leave the theater like kind of kicking your heels, like woo that was good stuff. Whoa, Oh, that was a great ending. Oh man. Oh, I love movies. Let's go see another one. Let's just go tonight. We'll go. We'll just pay for another film, and we'll see one more movie.
1: Yeah the the ending the ending is dandy. I'm yeah. all, I'm all for the ending. Yeah my my exposure first exposure to John Carter. Oh. was I start I started <laughs> I was uh was I started reading comic books around 1977, and just around then, uh, a comic book came out called John Carter, Warlord of Mars. Okay, and it looked cool, mm-hmm. and and they would sell these packs of uh, first issue. Comics, like if you you could order them in the comics, and you're like yeah, the first issue of Spectacular Spider-Man, the first issue of The Human Fly, and the first issue of John Carter Warlord of Mars. Yeah, and like and so I pick up John Carter Warlord of Mars, you know, when I'm on my newsstand, and like oh boy, look at this you know, full of action, big sword, is fighting aliens. Yeah. Ah, right, read it and go, ah, it makes no sense to me at all. <laughs> like, make no sense to me at all. And I bought, like, maybe five issues, uh, and every time it'd just be like, boom, nothing, can't get it, don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I found out later on, the entire series takes place uh, between the third, okay, this is off of Wikipedia, but, like, the entire series yeah. takes place between the third and fourth paragraphs of chapter 27, of the book uh, Princess of Mars
0: what the color book series that you were reading
1: yeah every okay. the, the 28 there were 28 issues there was yeah. three annuals yeah okay so 31 issues in total yeah uh, and all of these stories take place if you're reading a princess of Mars and you're at the uh, chapter 27 yeah the third paragraph in uh, in between it and the fourth paragraph all of these stories take place hmm. Hmm. So I guess not much can really happen. <laughs> between, you know, those two paragraphs, so maybe that was what was throwing me off. Yeah. The things didn't really move along, or whatever, but yeah, it was just a confusing mishmash mess to me, so I just like threw up my hands and just went, eh, I think I, I wrote a parody of it once called John Carter Landlord of Mars.
0: Okay.
1: And yeah. so he was like that- a landlord of yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's 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 incredible. Um, <laughs>
0: is, is, that, is yeah, Mars a little fun. run down? Is he is he a good landlord? A yeah, it, he doesn't uh, fix he doesn't oh, fix there's
1: not a lot of water running and he's like, There is no water. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of that kind of stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. That's fun. So that's my exposure. Did you had you read the uh the books? I have
0: all? I have so, never uh, read I have never read a single a single one of those kind of pulp writers from that time period. Not Sax not Edgar Rice Burroughs, not the other guy who wrote books from that the guy who wrote Conan books. Uh
1: Edgar Rice Burroughs. Edgar,
0: no, no, that's the Tarzan is Edgar Rice Burroughs. No, uh, uh Oh man, I can't remember his name now. It came to me the other day and then I can't Howard, something or other Howard?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh L Are you talking Ron L. Howard? No, not Conan? L. Ron Howard. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> who am I talking about? Who wrote who wrote Conan? Oh who wrote Conan RL oh this is it, me.
0: putting Conan who wrote Conan. I'm
1: trying but I'm getting all Co- Conan the uh TV show
0: Oh it shows your search history
1: <laughs> Yeah it's pretty much it pretty much does <laughs> uh you know uh, Conan the guy who uh, anyway. was uh, Robert Robert E Howard Robert E
0: Howard there you go thank That's you That's
1: not a million miles away I'm not I'm not completely off sure. off the ranch on that one
0: No no hey I had Howard me. as well I just you you're... Anyway, so, yeah, I've just never, I don't know, I kind of grouped them. When I was a teenager, I was a bit of a snob. And by saying bit of a snob, I should add complete snob. And so I kind of grouped those into, like, a sort of untouchables. That's also where I put, like, Star Trek and, and science fiction in general all kind of got put into this sort of area where I was just like, that's, that's not for me. That's for children. So I never read any of those any of those books. Do I regret it? No, I don't regret it. But I'm curious. I'm kind of curious about the Princess of Mars. I think I think that is interesting. It, and now you have it open to like. So you are you looking at Wikipedia? Is the I Princess am. of Mars the initial book? Is that the beginning? Or was yes. It, a, it was a series. Yeah. And it started with the Princess of Mars.
1: Yes. Hmm.
0: Now I'm curious. What you know? It'd be kind of interesting to have like. A Disney person here, even like Andrew Stanton, I'm sure he's not doing anything. It'd be interesting to talk to him and say, why, what was the thinking? Like, why, what was the decision to not have of Mars in the title with John Carter? Or even, why isn't it called a Princess of Mars? Because really, one of the complaints you could have about this film is that John Carter is, is kind of a tourist in the story. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not.
1: Yeah. Let me, let me make a correction here. Okay. It was the original, the original novel was uh, titled a princess of Mars. Okay. But it was originally serialized. I see. So it was serialized under the title, uh, under the moons of Mars in, a, in the pulp magazine, uh, the all story. Okay. And then it, and then it appears as a complete novel uh, only after the success of Edgar Rice Burroughs Tarzan. Oh. And so they went, ah, there we go. And now and then they called it a princess of Mars. Mm. Yeah. And then it was the gods of Mars, the Warlord of Mars, and just kept going. So many.
0: Yeah. Synthetic
1: Man of Mars, Swords of Mars. Mm. Hey, have you had enough Mars?
0: <laughs> just... Yeah, like um when I went to see this movie it was a fairly empty theater. Which didn't really like wasn't cause concern for concern for me at that time because it it felt like most of the time I went to the movies then it was sort of an empty theater, uh just the choice of times that we would go to see films. But yeah, I was actually quite shocked that it didn't do better than it did. Like I thought it was a really good film and that it would have good word of mouth. It felt like I was looking, I did was looking up about it the other day because I was curious how much money it made and how much it cost. Which it it was two hundred fifty million dollars to make. I think it made 280 million dollars, yeah. which is not a lot. Not a lot at that for that investment.
1: Right. Now, to be fair, it's Disney and they can set a billion dollars on fire and then go, <laughs> "What was that smell?" I don't know.
0: That's that's a pretty recent thing for Disney though. I mean, and I do <clears throat> think I do think within the Disney ethos there is a penny pinching that that happens just as part of its kind of corporate culture. There's a certain mm-hmm. amount of like sense that we're gonna go broke any minute, just because they've always been hanging on by the skin of their teeth until recently. Yeah, you know, like
1: and then holy for holies. Yeah, there's some kind now of now they own the everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, they really changed their their corporate uh, identity and. Well, and... it
1: wasn't too long ago that Marvel was going bankrupt as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. It's weird to think that. It's just like Marvel, yeah. you know, Marvel Comics. Oh yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, they were going bankrupt. What? Like, like, really, it was like, I
0: guess, I guess they from. were when they became Marvel as well, when they moved from became changed from timely to Marvel. That was kind of a throw of the dice as well for them.
1: Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, this yeah. was around mm. like 2000. This is mm. when it mm. uh, yeah. yeah. was going through its bankruptcy. And, and they were, you know, basically selling their characters off for movie rights cheap. Ah. You know? So it was like, here you go, here you go. But you know. Huh. and uh and yeah they sold off iron man good luck with that i don't know <laughs> Someone wants that nonsense good luck and uh yeah things worked out okay for them and then disney woohoo, bought it all hmm. and then bought star wars and now here we are it's weird now that dis that disney owns star wars and owns this property yeah and it just feels like watching this it really made me think of something like the mandalorian and just going like if if this could have been like a tv series or something you know with mandalorian budget you know what would, would it have uh, what would that have been like cuz mm-hmm. it's an interesting story for sure uh but yeah. uh, i don't know.
0: Yeah, i don't want it any different than what it is i i just i think the movie is great so I, I don't want it to be a tv series or i just want it to be like a 2 hour movie that's all i want well
1: i mean to me. <laughs> it doesn't my, need to be any in-
0: longer we don't need it to be 8 hours long
1: yeah in ge- in general here's where i here's where a film loses me now and again, I am a fan of Marvel movies, so you know, call me a hypocrite on this. Um, but when I see giant uh, CGI things fighting giant CGI mm, things, yeah, two armies, and I know none of the characters, and they're all just <laughs> like shooting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Like you got to just cut then to the princess or cut to John Carter. You know, and and now I sort of care, but I know both of them are probably not going to be hurt. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there you go. I mean, they had some good grounding stuff like off the top and we'll get to it. Uh, But once it gets to now, here's all the money, like all the scenes (laughs) that are the expensive scenes. Yeah. eh, Cares. I don't care. Like, I just I, I care more about the character stuff. That's interesting to me. The small things him learning to jump. That's all really neat. Yeah, uh, you know, That's much, much neater to me than uh, three giant ships shooting at uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of little guys well, who are all green, three and four arms. I will say,
0: I, I'll say that I I agree with you in, in uh, theory. I agree with you in theory. And, most of the, and there is a scene in the film that I think is just be, sort of dull just because it is that. Just a lot of uh, video game action. But the initial gunship fight, if that's what there are... I find I find quite, quite uh, thrilling because it's his first opportunity to to use his 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 sort of a sort of superhuman powers and put them into, effect, you know, put them into force in a situation where he's, you know, uh, saving the uh, princess who's in is in danger and then fighting. I assume fighting the, the villains because mm-hmm. we're on the princess's side. Um and i just yeah i thought that was i thought that was quite effective in that way like it's it doesn't really like kind of linger on its you know there's not a lot of like slow scenes of of ships on fire and falling from the sky i mean they do cut to that but it's not really like the 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 main part of the scene right it's just, that's kind of like backdrop to the main action which is you know john carter meeting the princess john carter fighting on behalf of the princess the princess proving her own mettle to john carter mm-hmm. and then him uh uh you know, being spotted by the the, the uh the weird alien well they're all aliens, but the uh the strange the strange dude. The Mark Strong character. Right. Whatever his name is. That's the, other That's the other problem. That's the other problem in the more... movie is all the characters have all these these dumb alien names that you can't remember because you're he is Kantos Khan, she is Theron Foo. You know, you're just like uh, who, what? I can't. Yeah, I I'm am Jabek
1: of the Zagonda. Okay, how are you now? <laughs> That's fine. We must fight for the them. Okay, all right, <laughs> sounds good. Here's the, here's the thing. Star Wars got right. Uh, who are, who are we? You're the Jedi. Oh, who are you up against? The Empire. Got it. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Thanks. I I can remember that. That's fine. Hey, if you find that a little uh, too heady, uh, it's the light side and the dark side. (laughs) Oh, and who's the bad guys? The dark side. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. I can remember that. That's swell. We are the Dar Swan's God. <laughs> Whatever you say. It's fine.
0: It's fine. It's yeah, it's so hard because it works in a book. It, it works, works in, a, in book. a book. It works in a book, exactly. And then you have people who love the book, who wanna honor the book. Yeah. And so they're just like, Well, we gotta use these names because these are like this is Jeddak, you know, he's like the, the greatest guy in the world. We gotta have our greatest Thark in the world. We gotta have him uh you know, front and center. We can't well what if you call him what if we call him like Jed? No, 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 that doesn't work. <laughs> no, he's gotta be Jeddak. So yeah, it's just Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a problem. I, you know, I think you do kind of get, you get to know the characters as you go, but I think that's the problem for, for the modern movie is that audiences don't have time for you to get going, you know, Mm -hmm. like when they walk in the door, they just want to, they just want the movie to just a blop in their face. And then, and that's all they want. It's
1: it's next, it's the book that's next to Save the Cat. (laughs) It's Blap in your face.
0: They just want, they just want a movie that's just like, blah. It's just like all there right in front of them. And there's Mm -hmm. no, there's no need to parse it out or figure out who's whom. And just like, that's it. I just want to know what's happening. I don't want, you know, like right away, I don't want to, don't want to have any kind of, you know, long period where I don't understand anything. You know, and it's, it's a change. It's definitely a change. And I think that People who love older films and are making new movies obviously have a problem with that because for them, a movie is about developing the story and, you know, introducing the characters and, and showing motivation and making you care about the characters. And then, then we'll let the story, you know, start to unfold. And, and that's not what people want. You know, they just want the movie to start with action and then continue with action and then end with action. And then they're happy. Mm-hmm. And anything anything that's not one of those three things, which is action, first thing action, second action, third action, is just boring, and there is waiting for more action. So
1: yeah, and the director uh, Andrew Stanton. Yeah, I mean, I when I, when I'm seeing him do the stuff like the uh, the dog running quickly, that works great. Yeah, when I'm seeing him do stuff like uh, John Carter jumping, ah, mm. uh, it's bang on. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, and this is his background. He's director of. Uh, of, like, WALL-E and uh, finding Nemo and, uh, you know, later finding Dory. Uh, but yep. I don't think he even he can make the uh, giant group fighting a giant group
0: uh, <laughs> no work. One, and if, and if no one can make that like, interesting, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And if, like, this guy who's, like, one of the best animation directors yeah. can't pull it off, maybe that's just a thing that we don't do that. Maybe that's uh, – yeah. we, uh, yeah. we don't need that.
0: But, you know? you know, I mean, when we get to that – when we get to that sequence, I mean, they still do concentrate on individual fighting, which is how you have to do it. You can't. You kind of have to go from the ma- the micro, or sorry, from the macro to the micro, and right. you know, kind of concentrate on on the individual characters in this in the sequence. Uh yeah. yeah I they- mean, I can see your point. There's there's basically four different groups in the film uh, on Mars, not counting the Earth people on Earth, but it's, uh, on Mars itself. You know, and then John is kind of in the middle of them. So you've got you, know, you have the Tharks, you have the those beings, the godlike celestial beings who sure. are who are kind of the marionette the bu- or the or pu- the, the puppet meanies. the puppet yeah, masters the yeah, yeah, and then you've got the helium, the city of helium, uh and then you have the other t- city I don't know what that one is the one that's like a rolling city right in uh, yeah, i guess uh, and then with with that guy, the evil kind of guy who but I feel like where the movie makes the most mistakes to me more than the CGI, which is just like an annoying fact of life these days, is that I feel like the movie often wants to tell us rather than show us things. So we learn things through someone telling you. And that's really not a good way to have characters, characterizations, right? If if someone goes, oh, this guy's really evil, and he's coming, and he's oh, he's mean, he's sure evil... Yeah, he's real evil. And then the guy shows up and he doesn't really do very much that's evil. Or, yeah. the, or the evil that he's doing is no different than anyone else. Like, they're all fighting with each other. So you're not going to go like, oh, this guy's so evil. He's killing people. Well, of course, the other team, the other side is killing people too. So in fact, everyone's killing everybody. So that's really not like the way to judge what's going on here. Uh, what? Why is he bad? Because he's got this blue thing on his arm that he was given to him by these celestial beings. But, you know... He was given opportunity to be, you know, to win the war he's fighting.
1: Yeah, you know, here's like... how you know he's bad, though. Is he's okay? So the the opening scene, we'll just get, we'll we'll That's... we'll come back to. Yeah, well, but just like you got the opening scene, yeah, and, and, and then we will do this. Sure, uh, but like the opening scene where yeah, everything's getting destroyed and it's a big war and yeah. like okay, well, oh, there you go, a lot of war, <laughs> uh, and then um, everyone's killed. Yeah. on this guy's ship, like I guess his name is Sab Than, uh, and, and everyone's killed except for him. Yeah, and then yeah, as as you say, the uh, the uh, celestial beings are there and they present him with this weapon, and the first thing he does is try and shoot them. So you're like, okay, well. He's a he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy, or <laughs> oh, I just thought
0: he's a dum dum.
1: Well, he's a dum dum, but he's a you know yeah. He's he's not a good guy, dum dum. Yeah, clearly you know a killing guy who likes the killing and is killing yeah, and he's yeah. So he's like, okay, we've established him as the dum dum. All right, got it. And you gave the dum dum a weapon. Okay, then you're you're evil because you, you do you give a dum dum a weapon, then you're evil. There you go. All right, and we're in.
0: I think got it. I think that scene, what it needed was to have like like say. I don't know what you could do. I feel like there needs to be a family there, or like a like a mother and her daughter, and kind of mirror John Carter's wife and child okay. in the scene and have him just kill them when he gets the blue thing. Mm. And then we're like, oh, we're not on this guy's team ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when he's just killing other soldiers, well, that's just war. You know, like, of course it's bad, but you're not like, you can't like think, oh, what a terrible person. He's He's a warrior. He's a warrior. Yeah, we know that. Like, they're all warriors, so... Yeah, so it's but hurting, when someone you know, gives well,
1: you a gift, something to help you, <laughs> yeah. and then you try to shoot them with it, well, you, we now know yeah. you're the bad guy. That's just movie <laughs> shortcuts. I, I don't right. know. It doesn't you're really the bad guy.
0: It doesn't really it doesn't really work for me cuz he just yeah, he's the you know, he's a warrior. Okay, I get it. He wants to kill and that's the thing he does. So, all right. I can't really judge him for it cuz it's his job, like.
1: Yeah. You know. Like no, a- he's also he looks very bohaha <laughs> well, so they give but him the evil the I, evil haircut, you know it's just
0: I think he just need to do something more evil than than be 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 rude about getting a gift,
1: well, what you need, yeah, you need him to then shoot somebody, yeah, that's what I mean, that like- he doesn't need to that he doesn't yeah. need to exactly. on his yeah. team uh and then enjoy it and really get off on the power, and uh oh, yeah.
0: you know what should have happened, so he's talking to the to those beings. And they're like, "We're going to give you this. We need you to do this and do this, and then we want you to marry the princess of Helium, and then you right. will control. Then you will have, you know, then you will control the planet." Okay. And he's like, "Well, I'm already married." And they say, "Are you?" And they look at his wife and daughter, and then he just kills them.
1: Ah, and, there you go. Well, and now he's
0: great. now he can marry the princess, and then we hate him.
1: Yeah, except you got to feel sorry for the guy because he's a widow. <laughs>
0: well i can't win yeah
1: he just lost his wife and daughter in a war you gotta you gotta come to some slack
0: that's true you
1: by the way here's uh and this is something that pretty yeah. much only canadians are going to get all right when those when those three showed up uh and uh, were there uh i i immediately i thought uh, a cosmic christmas did you ever see that
0: I've not seen a cosmic Christmas sorry
1: okay cosmic Christmas is three aliens come down from space okay and uh and they uh they want to know what Christmas is about. they're basically like alien wise men ah uh, i will uh, I will send you a clip uh of uh of that so you'll see but any Canadians out there that were again forced to watch it in school they made <laughs> us watch it uh cosmic Christmas three blue aliens uh that come down and learn the true meaning of Christmas from a boy and his Canadian goose
0: oh. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, sounds great. If we did
1: a if we did a fan slamers about TV shows, we could talk about that. But we're on John Carter, so let's get to <laughs> her. Yeah, we have talked about the first scene.
0: Let's John Let's John Carter. This
1: okay. So uh, that basically is the first scene. We've established Mars, uh, and now uh, we have the name John Carter comes up. Mm-hmm. Oh. right, very good. Uh, and then we <laughs> um, we uh, we we it's uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Is attending the funeral of his uncle.
0: Well, you're missing uh, the you're, the actual. It, it, the first opening scene is uh, when we is after the John Carter is uh, John Carter. We we don't know it's John Carter yet, but it's John Carter in a city attempting oh, to yes. evade uh, some person who's following him.
1: Okay. And well, he, here's what I'm going to do right now. And he now sends
0: is- a he sends a uh, telegram. Yeah, uh, by special delivery uh, to and, his and, he to said, Ned. Yeah,
1: and the guy's very impressed at the amount of money that it. Uh, yes, that he it, is. That it
0: costs. Well, also how impressive, how big the coin is. It's a ginormous yeah. coin. It's like the size of a tea sauce, like a saucer for your tea. And then he says, "Special delivery," and then the let the and why it had to, you know, like it's not that long a telegram. It just says, "Dear Ned, please come to me at once." There you go.
1: There you are. And uh, and he does, and this is Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah, and John Carter is his uh, is his uncle, uh, and we learned that he was a former American Civil War Confederate Army captain. Yes, uh, and uh, he died with uh, very strange instructions, which is uh, no embalming, open casket. Yeah, put me in a mausoleum. Yeah, that uh, the door only opens from the inside. Yes. Which to me spells vampire. Like I would mm. just immediately have everyone just be around, just going vampire, vampire. You think it's a vampire? Yeah. yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't let the door be open from the inside. Like again, he's got enough money that he can make that happen. But if that's your instructions, yeah, uh, uh, that's trouble. That's that <laughs> smells trouble to me. Okay, but okay, fair, fair enough. So, uh, so then would they, uh, would they the
0: know? Uh, would they know? Uh, would they know about vampires, about vampires at this point? There's Dracula hadn't been published yet.
1: It's 1881. When was Dracula published?
0: I don't know. Around that time, but I don't. I don't know exactly. Okay.
1: That. All right. Fair enough. I'm no. I'm no uh, expert. No, there's no, and there's absolutely uh, no way it was uh, published in 1897.
0: Uh, well, there you go. 1897. So. There's no way they would. So they're not going to be suspicious. They're not going to suspect. Unless they got part.
1: like a preview copy.
0: It's <laughs> a real early preview copy. I don't know about that. But you're, you're right. They could have got one. They could have got an e-copy to review for, for Goodreads at that time.
1: Yeah. Here's the other thing, though. Yeah. Is like you give the instructions of like the door can only be opened from the inside. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But as you, as you learn later on, there is a way of opening it from the outside. Yeah. So you've got to get workers to work on this door. Yeah. And make it openable from the outside. Uh, and uh, are they just going to go, hey, what's this about? I thought it was only openable from the inside. Yeah, yeah except for this. Oh, do we have to shut up about that? Yeah, <laughs> okay, do we do we often have secret rules for mausoleum doors? Nah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it smells <laughs> like a vampire. What's that? You'll see.
0: Maybe anyway. maybe he uh, had separate people work on separate parts of it, so no one knew the entire workings.
1: Well, maybe that's very very possible. He is crazy rich. It's lucky. He's, it's so lucky he's rich.
0: It um, is lucky. Lucky he found a, a cave with a ceiling of gold.
1: Yes, he did. That's but, true. But anyway, did go on. Not, go. Let's go on. did not with flood it. the market enough that uh, it destroyed. By,
0: by the way, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, played by Daryl Saba.
1: who was formerly, formerly
0: of Spy Kids. Yep. And also in Teen Lust. Less oh, well, did Less well known. Less well known.
1: No, he's good in he's good in Spy Kids. Uh, just just a complete side thing on Spy Kids. Yep. Remember Spy Kids three and uh, the whole 3D. thing about the first three D. You're correct. Uh the first two were all about how important family is and family's the most important thing and family forever. And the third one is, Yeah, we're not getting along anymore, so I left the family. <laughs> that like, was the start of it. I guess it's that's like, I guess
0: that's when he left his wife for Rose McGowan.
1: Oh wow. There, there you go. Uh, we'll talk about my machete fanfic another time <laughs> about connecting machete and Spy Kids because it is machete and Spy Kids as well. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah so you Wright right. is does reading.
0: The, does a uh, Lava Girl and Shark Boy fit into there as well?
1: It, it, it can. It can. We'll Actually, talk like...
0: you, when I say that uh, Daryl Saba is in uh, that movie, is he Lava Girl and Shark Boy? Yeah, it does have a Spy Kids tie, and I forgot.
1: <laughs> oh, there we go. There you guys? Oh. So, um, Got to get out of the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> so, Anchor Wright Burroughs is given uh, the uh, personal journal of John Carter. Yes, uh, by the uh, person who is in control of the will, and says got, uh, know, a it's lawyer. for you to read yeah. and the hopes of finding clues uh, for Carter's death, possibly. So, we open the book, and we are now back in 1868, uh, and uh, and there you go. And so, uh, Carter, Carter's back then. And he is arrested by uh, Good Get at this time, Brian Cranston, yeah. uh, who's a Union colonel who wants his help. Uh, you know, uh, fighting against the Apache. Uh, Carter does not care. Uh, thinks everyone in the world is a son of a bitch. Uh, he's, he's bitter. He's angry. He is. He doesn't, he's, he's at his lowest point, uh, he, but he, he doesn't want to
0: fight. I guess it's three years after the the Civil War.
1: And we get a very nice uh, scene uh, where he's tied up. And uh, Brian Cranston uh, gets too close to him and gets like uh, head butted in the face, and he breaks <laughs> free. Next one, he's got more uh, chains on. Uh, yeah, Cranston... it's
0: interesting, you isn't know, it? But... It's uh, it's fun how the movie kind of introduces, it mirrors what's what's going to happen on Mars in this sequence, but but also like this idea that he is in, it's somehow indomitable, like he just cannot be contained, you know?
1: Yeah. He's stubborn. The worst thing you can do to this guy is tie him
0: up. <laughs> so This is great. Like from the get-go, like I mean, he goes into the he goes into like this general store and it's it's winter time. He goes into this general store and then then the yeah, then the the uh I guess it would be the, the US Cavalry come to uh not to arrest him but to sort of detain him, take him well, anyway, take him at, by force right. if necessary to to the nearest cavalry outpost. And as soon as he discovers what they want, he immediately, you know, goes to try and fight them. And then he gets, uh, you know, hit by a, a rifle, uh, surprise, you know, sneak attack from the side. Though he's we have had him already
1: fight. He's already fought two guys. That's right. At, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. the general store. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, aimed a gun at the uh, the other guy because, uh, you know, uh, he didn't think he had gold and couldn't pay his bill and <laughs> tell him to get lost. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, we've established he can fight. Yes. But... You know, the other guys cheat. They do a cheaty move and smack <laughs> him in the puss. That's no good. So, yep. he, uh, so, but yeah, he, uh, he he then escapes by just jumping out the window. Yes. With his, with his hands tied. You're going like, this guy's crazy. It's great. <laughs> and then he's thrown into a cage. Yeah. And then figures out how to get out of the cage. Yes. Uh, by tricking the guard. Uh, it's a dumb guard. And he gets out. And he steals uh, the guy, uh, Cranston's horse. Yeah. And off they go.
0: And, of course, nice. with Cranston in this role, you kind of think his character will have like some major part to do with the with the story. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, Bryan Cranston. Okay, well, this is someone I know, so obviously this will be a main character in the film. Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's not
1: at all. Nope. And then you think, like, oh, it's going to be one of those movies that's got a lot of cameos by famous actors doing small little things because they're all fans of this uh, work. Oh, that makes sense. I'll, I'll see that. Is that going to happen? No? no? Okay, <laughs> very good. Uh, and uh, And there you go. Uh, but I did like the I like the physicality of, of that scene, especially again, this is an animator directing. Yeah. And like doing physical things that uh, are really interesting instead of just standing around talking. There's no CGI. There's no yeah. fancy business. Yeah. It's just a guy who doesn't want to be tied up. Yeah. It's like good, yeah. now we get what John Carter is. He doesn't want to be tied down. He doesn't want to be contained. Good. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, by, and, by
0: the uh, way, uh, John Carter played by Taylor Kitsch, the uh, a British Columbia boy. Oh is that right? So let's acknowledge that.
1: All right, we will acknowledge it. It's been acknowledged.
0: <laughs> Thank you. There you
1: go. Uh and so they uh, they're chasing uh, they're chasing uh, John Carter, and then the uh, Apache show up. John Carter tries talking to the Apache, yeah. but the dumb soldier shoots one of the Apache. Ugh. Oh yeah. You- Moron, Soldiers. have you seen a movie ever? You haven't, they haven't been invented yet. <laughs> what even Dracula hasn't come out
0: yet. <laughs> Jesus! what what do you have to do in that time period? Nothing.
1: So uh, I guess
0: they could listen to the radio.
1: So uh Brian Cranston is injured and John Carter, because at this point we need the save the cat moment. Uh instead, he it's the save the colonel moment. Oh uh, he grabs him a twist. and uh and is uh carrying him away while they're being chased by the Apache. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, they, they go to a cave and the Apache see the symbol above the cave and go, Oh no, 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 no. They, all <laughs> the pulling their collars and then they slowly <laughs> back away.
0: If it, it only would have been better if they'd gone salami, salami, baloney. They just had that whole kind of like cowering look to them. This is like, okay. Hams. Thanks for that yeah. performance. Yeah. Anyway.
1: It's a tough, yeah. It's it's a it's a tough scene to do. Uh, so uh, so they go inside, and uh, and uh, there's symbols everywhere, and yeah. uh, there you go. And uh, and then uh, it it looks like John Carter's going to be attacked by uh, one of these uh, celestial guys. Just yeah. appears, uh, No one's going to stab him. Uh, but Brian Cranston gives him the old hey hey, and uh, turns around, fight fight fight, uh, stab stab stab. Uh, wins that fight. Shoot, um, shoot, shoot. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shibuti. Uh The guy says a word. Uh, he's holding uh, like a disc. Yeah, uh, a glowing and, uh, disc. Glowing disc. Carter grabs the glowing disc and uh, says the word. And now we're off to the races. He
0: says Barsoom. Uh,
1: Barsoom, and the Stargate opens. Soom. And uh, Barsoom. Sorry about yeah, that. It's okay. Uh, I'm, listen, I'm going to get...
0: I know why you're mispronouncing it. You don't want to accidentally end up, end up there. It's fine.
1: Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, he's he's there and he's all of a sudden he's on on this uh the kind of desert, he's, but a very different desert than he's been in before, a very yellow <laughs> desert. Yeah. Um and uh, and you, can, you you can say what what happens next. I, I don't have to keep saying it. You you know what goes on. Yes, yeah, so he ends it's up in this on
0: a planet that's been color graded to be more gray. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's confused because he was in a cave. He was in this and I guess he also was there in the wintertime, although it didn't seem that Although everyone's riding with great coats when they're riding. But anyway, uh, he um, he's like, well, wh- what's going on? And so then he, he attempts to, like, you know, get up and walk. And then he finds he flee- <laughs> flies in the air. And yeah, it's a great sequence of him trying to, like, walk. And all he does is, like, take these accidental jumps. And when he tries to, like, push himself up, he throws himself 20 feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. And, then, of course, then there's a little cutscene of him just, like, laying on the ground, not moving, just... <laughs> despondent uh but then he kind of starts to figure it out he's just walking along dragging his feet because he realizes that if he tries to like step he'll throw himself right and then as he he comes to this this uh mountain and by the time he starts climbing the mountain he's kind of seems to have got it under control he's kind of figured out how to step without you know springing so he he's figured out like kind of He's uh he's starting to adjust to this new this new gravitational situation, mm-hmm. and then he finds this looks like a terrarium. It's like a glass, right? Very, but very rough looking, like a very primitive looking glass case kind of thing, like a big giant glass case though.
1: Full of eggs,
0: and he looks down inside it. Yeah, and he and he and busts, and brushes know, away from the alien dust. Alien
1: movies. It's a great idea when you see a bunch of eggs. Mm-hmm. Get your face as close to them as possible.
0: <laughs> well, there's glass smush, your
1: face, smush your face right up there and take a good look at those wet eggs. Well, you don't it's know
0: what break. it is. He doesn't know where he is. Mm. He doesn't know they're alien eggs. They could be uh, turtle eggs for all he knows.
1: They could be snake eggs.
0: They could be snake eggs. Which, If they're snake eggs, why is he pushing his face so close to the glass? Exactly. What an idiot.
1: It's easier in a desert, you fool. <laughs> what lays <clears> eggs in a desert? They're that, that big. Yeah. Well, something horrible. Thurks, so get out it. of there. But he watches them all uh, Yeah,
0: so they start to hatch. and But what, I just want to say one thing I really like about this movie is that all of the environments that, that things are happening in are real environments. There's very little use in the way of CGI environments behind the actors. Mm. It's mostly sets and mostly done outside, outdoors, you know? So, so, like, the big sequences, they, they feel big. They feel like big places and even when they're f- full of tharks like full of computer generated images it still feels real because there's actors who are being who are playing the who are playing the creatures who will be erased from the film and then replaced with with the in- animated versions but it allows for the actors to act as those characters so William Defoe as Jeddak and, and Samantha Morton as Sola get to act their parts and be the, those characters but also and but and interact with with real things. But then also we get the sort of CGI, which by the way is really, really quite good. Like even though this film is eight years old now, the the all the all the everything in it looks really great. Like the animation is is spot on.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: amazingly good. Like the, the animation for the the characters is great. And of course it's always better when it's when it's aliens. You know, if it was people, of course it would look like garbage. But but you know, when it's not real, you can accept the non-reality of it much more easily than you can accept the non-reality of humans. And then, but even the spaceships look good. Like everything looks really great in this film. So that, that's really, that's quite nice. Like, and it's well, it's also really great production designs, I think as well. Like I just, I really like the designs of the Tharks who are creatures with four arms and they use them too. Like, it's not like two of the arms aren't just like hanging around doing nothing. They commonly are, are doing business with both sets of arms, which is nice because quite often, you know, it's, easy for us to animate two arms because we are two armed so we know what to do with two arms but then we'll just kind of like unconsciously ignore the other two arms but they don't seem to do that they seem to have you know be using all four of them quite often
1: is this where um green men came from like when we thought of mars and we thought of uh aliens being green is this is this where it's from
0: i really don't know i don't i don't know i don't know what how um
1: was there any Mars life? Well, yeah, because before this that was in sci-fi. War, was of
0: a, Worlds, found... War of the Worlds, the Worlds by H. G. Wells Right. came out well before this.
1: Did we actually find out what the aliens looked like in that, or were they always in the ship?
0: Uh, they do. They are. They are revealed uh, in near the end of the book, I believe. Okay. It has been quite a while since I read that story. That was back. I just in know, like, uh,
1: yeah. There's a lot of uh, uh, again. There's so many things that are uh, based on these. Like to me. Uh, again, being a comic guy, the Martian Manhunter is a character that's a yeah, yeah. Semi, semi-popular semi character from DC. <laughs> and he, aside from the forearms aspect, he's very much uh, like a Thark. You know, he's got that same kind of look yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah.
0: But he doesn't have the tusks or the... Fo- or the. He does
1: not have the tusks, that yeah. is true.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lisa pointed out, she went, she went, I hope they grow those tusks after they're born because it would be really bad for the mother. And I said, oh, but they come from eggs. And she went, ah. smart so um yeah so he's looking at these eggs and quite when suddenly uh a a, an army of tharks approach come riding at speed and he is ready to run when suddenly there's one right beside him another sneak attack
1: yeah
0: but he leaps he leaps out of the way like 40 feet in the air and this thark is amazed and immediately starts telling his uh compatriots to stop firing at him and also they're terrible shots so just forget about it you're not gonna hit anything because if there's about 40 of them shooting and then none of them can hit him so it's pretty pretty much a miracle that he's now, to if hit a anything thark, at all. if yeah. a
1: thark got a hold of this um device yeah and said uh the name earth or whatever we call her yeah yeah um would it arrive on earth and just become a puddle crushed <laughs> by our gravity would it just hit the ground well I don't, be be, I don't think it would be
0: I don't think it would be crushed because I don't think the difference in gravity is that severe.
1: Well it's enough but that, it would like, certainly this be this guy with a little yeah. effort can jump two hundred yeah, yeah. feet in the air.
0: I don't so think can just, he jump two hundred
1: feet in the air? He was pretty high. Like he was jumping very, very high.
0: When he did the spaceship sequence, he was jumping from spaceship to spaceship to to attain Okay. The, the really high heights, but
1: I don't have yeah. any uh, notice of how high he can uh, jump. Let's look but. in
0: the Guinness Book of World Records and see what it says there. Okay, sure. That's the Guinness Book of World Records for Mars. Okay. Which <laughs> is which is also a world, just so you know.
1: There is a way I could probably find this out.
0: <laughs> but I think that uh, but, I think uh, that Earth would be incredibly heavy. Like he would, they would not have like their, they would not have the agility they have on Mars. They would be wa- they would be walking around with, like they had like chains on them you know like they would feel the the gravity they wouldn't wouldn't be having fun i don't think they turn into a puddle though
1: okay so uh re- john carter yeah here's how he can jump yeah he can do a 15 uh foot standing long jump okay and and 60 after a run okay 60 but feet but they sit but they say the height that he could jump would be three feet maximum that's not true at all no. you see him jumping much much higher than that yeah. yeah but then someone's talking about the real gravity of Mars. Uh, So gravity on Mars is 38% of Earth. So, you know, if you weighed 100 pounds, you'd weigh 38 pounds. And, uh, you know, if you could jump one meter on Earth, you'd be able to jump uh, 2.6 meters, almost nine feet high on Mars. I see. So can you jump one meter high? Yes, you probably can. Uh, So you could jump probably about nine feet. three feet, feet, one meter. Yeah, yeah, I could could
0: do that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the movie's having, having some fun with this because... You know, you wanted to be spectacular. Not, not, we didn't. We not didn't the prosaic reality. Yeah, we
1: didn't come to this movie for fun. We came to it for hard facts.
0: Hard facts about life on Mars. Hard
1: facts. It's about life on Mars. That's right. <laughs> David Bowie wouldn't be born for many years. He wouldn't be able to let us know what it's yeah,
0: like. Yeah, yeah. And yet he did that song, and he did not mention Tharks. So mm. points off for inaccuracy already. Like,
1: look at the big Tharks beating up the wrong guy. Oh no. <laughs>
0: Are there Tharks (laughs) on Mars? There are. So, uh, yeah, he's
1: uh, he's eventually captured by the green Martian Tharks. Yeah. And they're uh, Jeddak uh, Tars uh, Tarkas. Now, it's one of those situations where. um, And he
0: hilariously thinks that John Carter's name is Virginia.
1: Yeah, he thinks his name is Virginia. That's good because it's, you know, it's, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fun. Um,. So uh, it's one of these where you know who's the good guys, who's the bad guys. You know, it's like sure. uh, in Star in Star Wars, uh, whatever, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You know, the Ewoks show up, and first of all, they want to eat them, <laughs> and then like later, we're having a good time and dancing around. Yeah. But let's not forget, tick tick tick. Earlier this day, yeah, uh, you the, the, you were going to be there at lunch, and you know, yeah, but so to be fair, you're the good.
0: They're different species. Fair,
1: What's to be? That's fine. I mean, but what you're, what you're saying is they're the good guy, really, just because of your perspective. Yeah. Like, and one, and one, I one time, that's, you know what? They're that's, eating you all, and the other one, they're uh, they're your pals. Yeah. But the only difference is, oh right, you, you came on the right day, you know. But another yeah. day, we're we're not being attacked, uh, you know. You, you then, just uh,
0: You just described a human life.
1: Oh, jeez. So, so there's this all that no, perspective. Uh, there's no good, there's no evil. Okay, fair enough. Well, there's no good ind-
0: and evil, but it's, but it's a matter of perspective.
1: <laughs> okay. So uh, now we're going elsewhere on Barsoom. Barsoom. Uh, the, the Red Martian cities of Helium and Zodanga have been at war for a thousand years. And Sabthan, that's a bad guy that we saw earlier. Yeah. Or at least a dumb So-called guy. So-called bad guy. Yeah. He proposes a ceasefire and an end to the war. Uh, but his, his uh, what he wants is he wants to marry... The Princess of Helium, uh, Deja Thoris, and we meet her. She's practicing a speech, yeah, and then uh, and then she kind of breaks away from the speech and just thinks it's sounding dumb. So we're like, you know what, <laughs> that princess, she's like us, yeah, she's like us. She's good for her, good for her. She's like us. She's not stuck up, <laughs> not, not a stuck up princess. She's not yeah, a stuck up princess. No,
0: she's she's a uh, she's smart, yeah, as we'll learn. She's uh you know capable as we'll learn. Yeah. She's a brave warrior, as we'll learn.
1: Are we seeing at this and point? And also, that
0: she's, she's a bit of a hottie.
1: Yeah, she's got yeah, it that's all. Not, that's not uh, incorrect. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when is this? Is this a scene where she's showing that she's got a device that's uh, similar yes. to the one the aliens have? Yes. But then she uh, discovered uh, she
0: has uh, discovered the ninth ray.
1: Yeah, so she sort of figured this out on her own, yeah. but uh, real dink. Uh, just uh, you know, goose is the machine. Uh, using the uh, the evil ray.
0: Yeah, and but he he's not well. He's a dink, but he's one of the celestial beings who are trying yeah. to massage. He's, they're trying to massage the history of Mars. Yeah, he's, so he's this a is celestial one of celestial yeah, he, dink. Is what you're saying? Yeah, to say.
1: and he blows he blows up the thing, and everyone goes ugh.
0: I know yeah. that's the worst part, right? But then yeah, that's...
1: princesses can't build shit wait, up Yeah,
0: you guys were you guys were loving it a minute ago. Like you did not expect everything to work right away. Like that's yeah, the nature like of invention.
1: Invent, yeah, it's like someone who invents the car and goes yeah. like, "Yeah, I've got a way of driving around." Oh, let's see this, yeah. and you get into a car and they start driving around. It's like this is pretty great. Yeah. Oh no, we ran out of gas. You're oh, an idiot. yeah. Forget this. <laughs> it. Forget, forget, it. forget this. Burn it. it all. <laughs> you, know, you gotta go marry a guy.
0: Back to the horses.
1: Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. like not can you fix this you're on the right track that looked
0: like it was working that's right this seems like this seems worth researching let's put some more let's throw some research. let's start some money behind this let's put some resources into this thing let's get a solution but no no they're all like no you gotta marry Thab Than or whatever his name is and and then uh, you know once again though we're supposed to think he's evil because he wants to marry a princess from 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 a war a rival nation like, that's just, that's just life if you have kingdoms, you know? Like, if you have kingdoms and kings and princesses, part of that, part of the dealio is that you get married off to rival, you know, rival states in order to, like, you know, it's like diplomatic marriage, right? Like, that, that was just one of the, one of the things. That's like your, that's your role. That's your life. Yeah. Uh it's- So, it's not really evil of whatever his name is, Than to demand this or to da- request this as a as a as part of the peace thing like uh well, they, they don't know okay. he has ulterior motives
1: yeah let's go with this that like he's the he's the bad guy but dad is okay with it yeah dad's like yeah you should do it no you should totally do it do it you should do it <laughs> and like she's and she's yeah she's upset about it she's like no and like really over well, the top and well, let's and to be the fair where he's the, like
0: he's the king and he's like if you marry this guy then he's not going to destroy us and kill all the people, like kill all my royal subjects.
1: All of them. That's right. So, like, first of all, yeah, you kind of gotta eat this one, right? Like, but hey, man, yeah, you know, kill yourself on your wedding night or kill him. <laughs> there's options. So there's still options. Yeah, this is the point where I would only accept
0: uh, I would only accept her killing herself if a doctor's there to help her.
1: Okay, I don't know if there's doctors in this world. Oh my
0: gosh! Well, then it's just, it's all it's illegal.
1: This is the point where, in if it was animated, yeah, she would she would go to her, her room and just like, where do I go now? And like you know, she'd have to sing that sad song,
0: right? I mean, they could do this in them. They could do it in this movie anyway. You don't need to have like yeah. animated to have singing in movies. There, once upon see- a time, they had live action in musicals where people like real yeah. people sang songs.
1: And then her bedroom would also have uh, a lot of devices of things she'd been building because she liked doing that.
0: Yeah, and then there's yeah.
1: and then there's like a little alien that's there that's like a bird <laughs> or something that helps her and like brings do, her do, do, her do, do, wrench do. and he's like, boy, you got to make a bad decision here." I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Wait, do. to- I don't know like the idea of it talking though. It's you've gone too far. Oh, you've gone I too I can't. far in. Get sorry, I'm that, that, that stupid
1: a Martian not Oh, I'm sorry, that's too unrealistic. You're right. Let's go back to the speed dog. Let's go back to the speed dog. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, how come you? You're, know you hey, know Dave, what's not Dave, realistic? Sorry. It's having funny a Broxite
0: accent. You can't have a Broxite accent to be in the Mars.
1: Hey, funny story, Dave. That's a hey, Venusian the, uh, accent. Guess what birds on earth can do? Yeah. Some can talk. <laughs> Some can talk.
0: They can mimic. They can't talk.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Fussy. Yeah. Maybe you're mimicking uh, everything you've heard. <laughs> Maybe, did you make up new words today, or are you mimicking ones you've heard? Anyway. One day I'll be Suddenly. free. Free. Okay. I like that you so, turned
0: into Amy Adams from The Fighter. Sure. That's good.
1: So she's uh, she escapes. Yes, uh, and I'm not sure how she uh, meets up with Carter. Do you remember how this happened? Oh yeah,
0: this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. So tell us about. Let's ca- let's cut back to to our friend John Cotta, who's uh, right now is uh, this is a great sequence, by the way, because he comes back to the settlement, the Thark settlement, and once again, all reels, not not CGI. It's all like actual cliffs and stuff, and they've they've made like little house looking things that are. You know outcroppings. They have the current. Their cliff cliffs dwellings have bay windows. And so then, uh, he is he is uh well there's a character we don't know who she is yet, but named Sola, who decides that she wants him or no she doesn't want she wants to have a hatchling to look after. And then because she's like she's just, that's not low on the totem pole. She is the base of the she is like the ground underneath the totem pole. And so she is, does not deserve a hatchling like she is like beaten and hit upon and then then jeddak says you know give her a hatchling and so then the, the, the grumpy lady grabs john carter and drags him over and gives her john carter so now she, yeah. so now she's responsible for john carter and so then we get a sequence of him being treated like the other hatchlings where he's being scrubbed they can't get his boots off though so they just throw him in naked into a into a tub but with his with his cowboy boots on or his riding boots on and then uh and then he and all of the other babies are like um, doused in talcum powder. So he gets like a face full of talcum powder. It's <laughs> great. It's like, uh, this is so fun. Like it's a fun sequence. And then he's chained to a wall. I, unlike the babies, the babies aren't chained to the wall, but he's chained to a wall right. because you know, he's John Carter. I mean, Virginia. And so <laughs> he, of course is super strong though. So he's, but he's chained to the wall. And that's when we meet, that's when we meet the big doggy, the big thing, this monster. Is this death.
1: after the uh, babies fall asleep on him?
0: Yeah, he's like there, and all the babies are, are yeah, and he's kind of like trying to like hip check them out of the way a little bit so he has some room. Yeah, but not meanly. No, not babies. meanly. No, no. He's just like, oh, geez, come on, guys, make some room for me. And then, and then this dog shows up. This thing. I keep calling it a dog. It's not really a dog. It's a monster thing that is dog-like in its behavior. And yeah. it comes in, and of course he's terrified. And he stands up, and he's like, he's like, nice monster, nice monster. And then the monster just like flops down and proceeds to go to sleep right away. So he's like, oh. Okay. So he watches it sleep, and then he's like, I can get out of these manacles because I'm super strong. So he breaks the chains that are holding him. And then he leaps onto a ledge, and when he gets there, there's the dog, thing, creature, monster. <laughs> and he he's like, there's two of you. And then he looks down below, and then there's nothing down there. So then he's like, oh. But then he sees another cliff. So he jumps up to there, the other ledge, I should say, and then the monster dog is there again. And so then he realizes... Oh, it's following me. So then he leaps through a window, and then the monster dog leaps to them there, and he's nudging him because he wants him to go return back into the nursery, because that's his job. That's the job of the monster yeah. dog, is to, is to shepherd the, the, the babies, the hatchlings.
1: Now, the dog reminds me, uh, again, because everything has based itself on this,
0: Yeah, it reminds me a
1: lot of uh, Lockjaw. Uh,
0: ah, the, yes. Uh, from the
1: humans in- dog. The and there's been right. an Inhumans TV show, so maybe people know it from that. But that dog was also a big dog, drooly dog, that could uh, teleport. And it was uh, from the Marvel comics. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. right. And had a big mustache. Mm-hmm. It looked like a mustache anyway.
1: And a tuning fork uh, in its head. <laughs> that's <right>. So then,
0: <laughs> that was just an accident. Someone was playing the piano one day and he, was, he's, yep. he le- leapt into the room and, oops. So then, um, so th- then accidentally... John Carter he lures this dog monster thingy into the midst of the Tharks, and then they all start like beating on it and and hitting it and punching it. And John is so outraged that he then jumps down and he attacks them and he punches one of the Tharks and kills him with one blow. Yeah,
1: because you can't hurt a dog. Like he has yeah. now. Again, we keep saying save the cat. Yeah, he has like saved a dog. Yeah, and it's okay to kill a person if they're hurting a dog. We've learned that from John Wick
0: <laughs> and uh, and uh, Alita battle angel there you are and so then uh yeah so then they're like having this conversation blah blah blah. oh no that's that's wrong so then sola's in trouble sola who has been given charge of of john is in trouble so yes. then she has to be branded for her 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 act and so and this th- is
1: not an uncommon thing she's only got one spot on her back left that's for heading, yeah
0: and so then they're chained to this post and John Carter just watches this, and then they brand Sola, this this lady, Thark lady. And, and again, he...
1: are, we, are, are these Tharks good? Like, it's like they're horrible. They're horrible people. Well, like really. they're... They're torture people. They do public brandings, <laughs> you know, for what happened. Oh, you know, there's a little accident here. Oh, okay, we'll brand her back. Yeah, yeah. I feel, and you fill up the brand I mean... back. Why are they the good guys?
0: They're not necessarily good. They're not necessarily evil. I mean, they're just a different, different culture, right?
1: Yeah, wrong, wrong culture. They're bad. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't know. I mean, what they do. They, they, do? do they, there... they do things that are they they are helpful in other ways, though. So how gotcha. so?
1: What do they do that's good?
0: They help John Carter in the fight against the Thabistan, or whatever his name is.
1: Yeah, because it's on. That's uh, that benefits them. They know that there's you know trouble, and uh, this this helps them. What's something? Well, good no, that... they
0: think they no no they they. Their feeling, most of their feeling is that they could just like go, they could just go back out into the the outlands and just live without without being bothered by these white apes, as They so. call them.
1: This is the yeah, this is the standard thing that we've seen. You know, again, they, they took it from this, mm-hmm. but the uh, you know, you're this stranger in town. Yeah. Oh, we all hate you. Let's kill him. You know, you murder him. I'm like, okay, well, wait a second. He just did something that helped us a little bit. We love him. He's <laughs> our king. He's great. Uh, The best guy. You're now our best friend. We love you. Let's have a party for you. Okay. Hooray for this town. No, wait. This was murder town. Again, (laughs) just a heartbeat ago. You know, you've been doing this for forever, branding people. And I don't know if you brand guys as well or if this is just something you do to women. It really feels like it's just a woman thing. Mm. Um, uh, Because I'm not seeing any fellas with any of this stuff on their backs. You might want to show some of that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's it, it. it's uh it's not great. It's not the best. But okay, so she gets branded.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think you're supposed to be on these on these guy's side, the Thark side. I mean I feel like I feel like in the film in the in the as the story unfolds, they kind of learn from John Carter. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like Jedek loses his position later in the later in the story because he shows mercy to Sola and to John Carter. And that and that causes uh political turmoil and he is ousted. Yeah. So, you know, and then later on he is reinstated and everyone's happy with that. It feels like it just feels like there is a certain amount of growth in in that in that you know, in that for them. I mean anyway. Uh let's so then um so they're doing the pillar the pillar branding uh ceremony and yeah, Sola gets branded and then uh Jeddak leans over her and says, You have no more room on on your body for another brand, for another mark. And so we assume from that means that if she does one more thing wrong then that's curtains for her. Or that you know that's what we we infer anyway from what he said.
1: Right. If she does one small thing wrong now yeah. she'll be killed. Yeah. Yeah. Or unless she gains weight and gets more skin. <laughs> I don't think it
0: works that way. Mm -hmm. i think you get more skin do you Mm -hmm. You grow more skin i guess you do i don't
1: know
0: i don't know either okay so then suddenly above them there is a a spaceship not a spaceship but a flying craft that is uh being pursued by other flying crafts and they're very beautifully designed and i think the idea is that there's there's solar panels on them okay it's using the power of the sun Okay, that makes sense. At least there's a lot of like glass on the wings of these things, and they're all very. They're, everything's kind of designed in a in a sort of a Art Deco kind of a way, or Art Nouveau sort of way. So it's kind of uh, references the era that that Burroughs would have been writing in in terms of like the design aesthetic of that time period. And so he's John Carter sees it. And of course, everyone's just like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And he's a, more amazed than anyone because this is, you know, he's didn't even he's never in his whole life seen something fly for one thing. He's from Earth circa 1868, so there's not there's nothing flying around. So he's like, What is going on? What am I seeing? And then as we cut to the what's happening, and it turns out the princess has been trying to flee, uh, Flab Flan or whatever his name is. And she, you know, she ends up in this altercation where he crashes into her ship, or she crashes into his ship and and yeah. causes a bunch of mayhem, and then she fly, she falls out of her craft when it when it uh turns it, uh, suddenly, and then she slides down the wing and she's hanging from the wing. And then John Carter sees this and he goes, a human? And so then he like leap, 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 leaps up. And then as she slips, he flies through the air and grabs her. And then- Yeah, very super girly. Yeah, it's really cool. And then he brings her down to the ground and then he's like, and he sees uh, these soldiers coming off of one of, the, they start to, one of the craft lands and they start to come off off down the ramp, uh, armed and ready to fight. And he's like, he puts her behind him and says, this might get dangerous. And he takes her sword and he proceeds to battle the, the soldiers a bit. But he gets the, the sword knocked out of his hand and she grabs it in midair and then proceeds to fight the rest of the soldiers and kills them all. And then she says, let me know when it gets dangerous. And then you're like, yeah. oh, she is also really cool.
1: And he goes, Yeah, maybe I should be standing behind you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's great, right?
1: Yeah, and then they stand back to back with their arms folded for the poster.
0: <laughs> and, and, and then she, uh, well, he then proceeds to go back and, and smash up some more craft, some more, yeah, does do more damage. And, smashy, then, smashy. and then, uh, what is his name again? Slap, I can't remember his name, you know, Thab Than or whatever. He, Sab Than.
1: Sab yeah. Than,
0: yes. Sab Than, just you know, It's going to kill him with his blue thingy, blue gun, blue arm gun. Yeah. And then celestial being Mark Strong says a no.
1: No, it's too early in the movie for that.
0: It's too early in the movie for that. We don't want to. We don't want to go this far right right away. We need. We need to know who, who this guy is because we don't know who he is. He is an interloper in our plans. And rather than just erase him entirely, we need to figure out a who he is, b how he got here, c. Where's his briefcase? His name's John Carter, <laughs> and so then, uh, and so yeah, so then uh, he, uh, Princess, um, she surrenders to the Tharks bec- to become their hostage. So then she cannot be retaken by Thabthan. So he flies off in a huff, and mm-hmm. and then she becomes a prisoner of the Tharks. Then what happens?
1: <laughs> well. And is this is this where they have the uh, the 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 fight against the creature, or am I jumping way? You're, too jumping, far ahead. Ahead.
0: You're way, jumping way ahead. You're
1: jumping way, way, way. I'm jumping way too far ahead. Yeah. Because what I got here, here's what Wikipedia says. Yeah. The princess escapes and is rescued by Carter, Carter, Deja, and Tarkus's, uh daughter Sola. Embark on a quest to get the end of a sacred river to find a way for Carter to get back home. We've missed a lot of stuff there.
0: Uh, There's a no. lot of biz- Um. I well. Yeah, I guess there's, like, uh, her... Because
1: Sola is going to leave because uh, she has yet one more strike against her now, so she's going to die. Yeah. So the only way that uh, she can survive is if uh, she gets out of there. And I can't remember
0: what it is now, but she does do something to... She does do something, and she is going to die. And that is why why she is going to leave. Yeah. And then... Yeah, um, she does
1: something noble. We know that much.
0: Yeah. I can't remember what it was now, and then.
1: Nope, no one can.
0: And then, uh, but but um, the princess, the princess, and and um, John John Carter have a conversation because she realizes that he's from Earth and that and that he has come to Mars or Barsoom as it's called on on the planet. Which I like yeah. that. I like that it has its own name. That's not ours. I think that's very good.
1: Oh, I know what went on. Sorry, okay. I got it. Okay, okay. So, so, so Princess is trying to get him to show. How do you jump? How do you jump? Look, you don't. You don't know. And and then um, they decide to go to the cave that's got all the answers. soul is trying to stop them from going to the cave. Yeah. Because it's the sacred cave. So they go to the cave and they're uh, they're uh, caught. Yes. and that's why Sola is going to be killed for letting them. Uh, okay, uh, okay. The
0: because they go, but they go to the cave. Oh, they go to the cave first. because like, don't they go? Oh, okay. The sacred cave is different than where they go to the river. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. This is it.
1: this is where they jump up high to go to the to go to this cave. That's uh, the temple of the goddess, uh, but, and it's uh, it's wrong for uh, for them to enter it, especially him to enter it. That's completely forbidden. Uh, so they do, but then they are arrested. Uh, by the Tharks for going into the temple. And, uh, you know, uh, Tarkas helps them all escape uh, at great personal risk. Okay. And, uh, and Carter at that point guesses that Sola is his daughter and includes an eye, this is why you care about her so much and realize that she's going to be killed.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: uh, so, so yeah, uh, they, uh, they, that's when they all set off on the uh, journey to the river uh, mm. to solve the, the, the mystery that they saw in the temple. I see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's right. Okay. Okay. So then. So yeah. So they they get there, and of course. Well, they don't.
1: Well, they don't get there in the river. What? What? One of the things that happens is when they're traveling, uh, you realize Princess is leading them in the wrong direction, and John Carter figures this out. Okay. And so cuts her cuts her loose, and uh, and Solo's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Wait for it." and uh and and princess is agreeing like no no we'll go to the thing you want to go to <laughs> uh, because she was trying to go to uh, helium that's right she's trying
0: that's to right. yeah
1: that's that's her motivation mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. so yeah that's right and so then they they go to the river once again probably filmed mm-hmm. i'm wondering if it was filmed like in um moab or like someplace in utah you know there's those, those wonderful like the camera that's called now off the top of my head but there's there's like a really beautiful area there that's that's kind of um well it reminds me of of this the sequence of the water and everything um yeah and there's just a uh yeah beautiful river and then they they go down it. i guess they go into the cavern or something they go into they go in like an underground river right
1: yeah i think so yeah winding river they find an inverted pyramid structure mm-hmm. yeah and uh and uh solo wants to enter but it's like no don't 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 do that and so princess and carter uh go in, and, and so they, they see it, uh, they
0: have the they have the device right? Cause, uh Jeddak gave that yes. to, to John Carter, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,, and they see uh what looks like the solar system, all blue mm. uh and uh and uh the princess realizes uh the blue light's not supernatural, but it's generated by machines it's the ninth ray, the same blue ray she's been working on, yeah. yeah, and the enemies are using it as a as a weapon, so yeah. it's not magic it's it's science
0: it's it's science, science. it's magic science, and then yeah. And then they look at it and they go, wait a second, this isn't Barsoom, this is Melacandra. Oh, no. Sorry, that was a reference to Out of the Silent Planet, the C.S. Lewis science fiction novel.
1: Well, let me tell you, the, per- the that one person is laughing about it right now. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you're laughing. i just
1: like, was that a reference to, let me rewind and listen. And everyone else is just going,
0: huh? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> go on. Let's go this on, Dave. Al- Shut this, up.
1: This is also somehow, and I don't know how they figure this out, Yeah, that uh, Carter being on Mars is because there was a transmission of a copy of himself from Earth to Mars. And they're like, that's what it clearly is, is there's a copy of you
0: here. Mm, I think there's it's I think it shows back. in the in the ideograms that are on part of this thing they're looking at, it shows it shows like the figures. Yeah. And so they're able to sort of infer from that that, that he is not he's in two places at once now. He is both in Mars and on Earth. Or on Mars and on or on Barsoom and on Earth. Or Melacandra if you prefer. And then uh yeah. So then they they just leave, right?
1: Yeah, but there's uh, there's an army of tharks yes, approaching. Yes. Yeah.
0: And if you see
1: it's like with Cockroach. But this is a rival. If you see one Thark, you've got a thousand Tharks. But this, that's the way it's gonna be.
0: But this is like a rival army of Tharks, right? It's not it's not Jet yeah. X, uh
1: group of no, Tharks. These is... these are advised by Meitai Shang. This is that's that's their name. So now you know. Do with it what you wish. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, Matai Shang is the is Mark Strong's character. Okay, he is. I see. So he is. He is. He has. Um, because one thing we haven't said about these beings is that when they appear, they don't appear as themselves. They appear as, as a something like the beings they're trying to infiltrate.
1: Yeah, they're shapeshifters.
0: Yeah. So when they're with, so when the when the being was destroying the princess's ninth 3 demonstration, he just looked like a regular helium knight. And then, you know, to people staying around thab or Sab-Than, the he, he just looks like he has some, like, other advisors around him. And then when they're with this Thark army, they just look like another Thark. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's uh, very sneaky of these things, whatever they're called. And then, yeah, so then, so then um, Sola... And the princess ride on to us to uh and then John Carter stays behind and uh fights does some major fighting
1: yeah some crazy Kills a lot fighting. of them and then uh, is, uh, and then has flashbacks he fights so much he's flashing back to his life as a soldier and fighting okay. and the death of his uh wife and his daughter
0: well and to be fair or not to be fair but to be more clear he has been flashing the having flashbacks throughout true. the the film this back to whether he's waking up in the prison cell with his wife leaning in to say, wake up John, or he is um, experiencing whenever he's experiencing, whatever he's experiencing, there's some analog to, and I wonder if, I wonder for Burroughs, if, if the, the rival armies in on Mars mirrored the civil war in in any way, or maybe that's too simplistic. And then, do um, you know what I mean?
1: Well, uh, Maybe could could be it's bro- brother versus brother. What do you what do you say with that? How do you mean?
0: Oh, I'm just wondering if that was like why he set the the story in that time period. Oh, it could be because he could have sent it set it in modern times. I mean, he was writing in the 20s, mm-hmm. 20s and 30s, I I guess. And so he, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, and the Tharks could be like, uh, I don't know.
1: Anyway, go on. No, it's. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there is some symbolism there for sure uh but yeah he's flashing back here's the thing too when he when he had that first flashback uh to his wife or it was almost like a dream yeah uh where his wife was waking him up uh and then he was in jail hmm. but then but then you that kind of also sets up that this could all be a dream you know maybe he's just like shifting to you know a fantasy world just to just to deal with this stuff maybe he's maybe he's just lost it uh because he does have little quick dreams but no, in this case, he's just—he's uh, remembering his uh, wife and daughter both uh, finding their bodies in a burned farmhouse, and and kind of gets overcome, and uh, everyone dog piles on him, and uh, and that's the end of the movie. It's really sad. <laughs> they, Wait, no,
0: I think he meant monster right. dog pile on him.
1: Yeah, there's a battle cru- Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a battle cruiser uh, arrives overhead to end the fight, and uh, Tardos Morse and Sab Than disembark. And uh, Sathan offers his sword to Dejah Thoris as a sign of trust and asks uh, her to marry him. And uh, she almost kills him, uh, but stops <laughs> herself. Instead, uh, uh, makes him take the wounded Carter uh, to be uh, healed up. Yeah, and uh, Carter, as he usually does, wakes up in a guarded room.
0: That is, that is the <laughs> way of it. Yeah, and and I see that's where I kind of wonder if if. Um... This movie would have been better to have been called *A Princess of Mars*. Maybe, maybe because the story is so back and forth between the two of them, it's really like hard to, to give the movie to either character. But you know, John Carter really in this movie is basically a character who is acted upon. Mm-hmm. Very, it's very you know, it's only in rare occasions where he you know does something. So, for instance, goes and in and saves the princess from falling from the spaceship, or later on in the movie, you know, is a kind of key part of the the rescue of the princess from. From the from Sabthan and and the, his evil plot plottings, uh, but quite often he's like chained up, you know, just following other people's lead, like going to the going to the cave or going to the the temple.
1: Because let's not get this wrong. We need to put some fetishy stuff in here, too. He is a shirtless man <laughs> yeah. who is uh, very sweaty, who yeah. is tied up to things. And then we have a very sexy lady who's, uh, you know, also kind of getting into things. And she's wearing a certain types of outfits. And, you know, listen, this is what you had back then. And this is what you have now. And this is as far as Disney can go. So, you know, are you enjoying it? Something for mom? Something for dad? <laughs> Thanks for coming to the movie. We appreciate it.
0: And So, uh, yeah. And so the princess is more of an agent of, of, of uh, you know, like she has more agency than, than he does in, in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so calling it a princess of Mars would be fairly accurate. But at the same time, then that kind of leads you to then wonder why is John Carter in so much of the movie? But of course, we need him because he is he is our, he is our entry into this weird world, right? Like mm-hmm. if we don't have him to have explanations given to, then we are left without explanation. So we need him there to be like whoa, and then they go well, because of this, and he goes oh, and we go oh, and he goes whoa, and then we all go oh, good, he's wondering what this is. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's not quite Kurt Russell in uh, in um, Big Trouble in Little China, but he's not a million miles away. Oh uh, well, no, I... what's happening? What's going on? What, uh, what the what now? <laughs> Though to be fair, it's a Confederate, you know, uh, soldier in uh, on Mars. Yeah, so he should be a bit confused. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, but that's so why. He's I... being...
0: But it's like Luke in, in Star Wars where, you know, he is like, why is this happening? What does this mean? And then someone explains to him. And true, then we, but he's And he's then not, we
1: go, oh. Yeah, but he's not. He never goes, space! Like, he gets it, <laughs> Well, he isn't. Yeah,
0: he knows that space exists where, yeah, like John Carter's a bit of a different John situation. John Carter,
1: this is a very weird day he's having.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, Carter is uh, tied up and uh, and he thinks he's uh, on helium, but all the guards laugh. I'm like, oh, I'm not. Uh then a fella comes in, uh Kantos can, uh who says he's gotta put Carter under higher security, but gives him a little whisper and just goes, Take me hostage and it's trying to give him clues and Carter's uh Ooh. And just not getting it at all. He's all been like kicking him and winking a couple of times and like and Carter's like Burping Are, are you, know, you coming on to me? Elbowing him and uh you know uh, yeah, and uh, he says, are you coming on to me? And Cantos uh, goes, take me hostage. And Carter goes, I'm not hearing no. And I'm like, look. <laughs> so Cantos basically has to do some mime work, taking himself hostage. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Gets up, and then they are, they escape. That's a good sequence. Yeah. yeah, it is a good sequence. It's it's a fun sequence. It's one of those that is very bouncy. And uh, yeah, it, things really come to life there. Uh, so the two jump to a nearby tower. And inside, uh, Princess is uh, dressing uh, and her wedding finery for
0: her uh, big day. <laughs> oh. And, uh, and she yeah.
1: dismisses she says, get out of the room. And uh, I want to talk to him alone. Yes. Yeah. Well, please take it away.
0: Oh, no, you go on. I, I have to admit, I did not watch this movie recently. I watched this movie quite a while ago. So uh, about a month okay. about a month ago. I thought, you know what? I saw it a month ago. I'm fine. I'll remember everything. Oh, what happened?
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh yeah. I just remember quite
0: vividly that one sequence with the spaceship because I like it so much.
1: Okay. Uh, So she's asking Carter to fight on her side. He's like, no. And then she sees the wedding ring on his finger. And is like, oh, there you go. But she doesn't know that she's dead. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she tells him the magic words that will transport him back to Earth, thinking like he's got to get back to his wife. Um, And uh, so then the guards burst in. And it's like, oh, no, they're going to catch uh, them talking. Oh, no. What well, Carter's gone. Where, where'd he go? Jumped. Jumped. Yeah. <laughs> he, Jumped. he can do that. There you are. So he exits, and she uh, uses a blue... Oh, what's a second. Who who does what now? Uh, oh, I see. Uh, yeah, so a uh, woman, uh, uh, matron of the chamber, uh, shoots uh, him with a, a blue ray and then you find out, oh no, she's really uh, Matai Shang, she's ah. the bad uh, and uh, forces Carter to come with him. Explains how uh, the Therns are uh, managing the end of Mars. Ah, they're Therns. A lot of quick changes, a lot of, a lot of Loki turning into different people while talking, uh, and you know, it's all good, all good fun. Um, then changes into an elderly woman. Uh, and uh, watches uh, Dejah Thoris is paraded down the street, uh, the princess. Yeah, uh, and then uh, it tells uh, tells Carter that after the marriage, uh, she and anyone else who knows about the Ninth Ray will be killed. Mm. So now we now we clearly know uh, that uh, you know they're they're villains. <laughs> They've made it somewhat clear. But then but. Woola arrives. Oh, the dog! Good for him, uh, and disables uh, Shang's restraint. Yeah, and uh, Carter is able to escape on a light flyer. Nice. And uh, after you know, saying I can't fly, and they don't want to fly, and they flies. And uh, like, uh, if you've got a desert, something's got to crash into the sand. (laughs) And by God, that's what happens here. And apparently, when you crash into the sand, you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's the that's the way sand works.
0: There's no G forces involved in stopping suddenly in the sand.
1: Nope, everything's just fine. Cool. So, smashy, smashy. So he's reunited with the Tharks. Uh, knowing he's uh, unable to challenge the Zodangian military or the Thurns by himself, he decides to return uh, to the Tharks and ask for their help. Yes. So uh, Carter and Sola arrive. Uh, uh, but then, oh, wait a second. It's uh, the wrong guys in charge. Oopsie doodle. Uh, and they throw uh, Carter into jail, uh, where he finds uh, an imprisoned uh, uh Tuckus, also in chain and mad that they let you escape and now you're screwing up. Ah, so upset about this whole thing. <laughs> Real pissed off. I oh, t- yeah. can't even believe this. And now, because it's one of these types of movies, uh, they're taken to the large coliseum that all of these alien worlds have, and it's time to uh, have to uh, fight a giant monster, uh, which is a pair of giant white apes. Yeah. So uh, it's one of these things, like in every every movie.
0: Wait a second. They're, they are white Maybe. apes, aren't they? But they're not called white apes, yeah. though. Yeah. Aren't they? No, because that's what, the, that's what the Tharks call humans.
1: No, no. They asked, like, is he a white ape? No, it's not a white ape. They say they asked that. They're like, is John Carter a white ape? No. They say that's ridiculous. So, yeah, they know what white apes are.
0: Yeah, they're the other people and the, the other humans. That's who they call the white mm-hmm. apes.
1: They asked it, but they do ask earlier on in the movie if John Carter is one. And but that's laughed off.
0: Well, yeah, because he's, he's so different from them. So they don't think he's the same as the other white apes. But I don't think they, anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Okay, well, I'm go gonna on. look and see what the other.
0: Uh, but I'm just curious now. Like, yeah, I forgot about the the creatures that he fights.
1: Yeah, here we go. Yeah, uh, so I'm looking at like another thing now. It's like Carter and Sola are put on trial in a Colosseum battle with two enormous, vicious creatures, the four armed great white apes.
0: Yeah, yeah, weird, huh? Yep. And yet, it's also an insult. I guess that it really is an insult for the uh, for the humans that live on Mars.
1: Well, I've I've never been so insulted in all my life. <laughs>
0: Another reason not to like these Tharks, not just that they brand yeah, so, people, they're also really mean with their insults.
1: Yeah. So Sola uh caused a distraction in the stands, which allows Carter to kill the first one and then uh is able to kill the other one. Looks like he, looks like he's been killed, but he's underneath the beast and then like pops up through with all the blue blood. Oh, it's okay. Oh okay. yeah, it's blue, yeah.
0: It's blue. Yeah,
1: yeah blue. I love Yeah, that kind of thing. And uh the Tharks, you know, go, you know what? Maybe we were wrong about him. <laughs> this guy killed a couple of big white apes. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we learned a little something today about yeah. prejudice.
0: <laughs> you know yeah. what it is? They just have not yet seen the movie Spartacus. no, nope. Or Gladiator. And they're like they're like they're like, this is the most exciting thing we've ever seen. And also yeah. we have to kill the Emperor now.
1: Yeah, he challenges him uh, for the role of Jeddak and yes. uh, ends up uh, beheading him with one neat stroke. Well, <laughs> so, there you go. Now he's the Jeddak of the Tharks. Yeah. He's got an army. That uh, can fight with them. So, uh, hooray. It's time to (laughs) stop a wedding. That's what
0: we got to (laughs) do. That's right. Uh, Let's take this enormous army of four armed green creatures and let's go stop a wedding.
1: Yeah, we got some Simon and Garfunkel playing, and uh, they're just running.
0: And here's Hello, to you, Mr.
1: Thark Tal Hajus, <laughs> Shang Sola our Tars Takas. Oh Taz Hakus, Oh Crazy White A. Right. You're on a Zazangan aircraft now. Wow 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 My Tai Chang do a du bum ba So yeah they uh, they go back to uh, Zodanka as you yeah. do to stop a wedding. Oh my gosh! To be able to get a wedding in Zedanga this time of year—it's so oh difficult. Boy, that's going to cost you a lot. Oh my gosh! I mean, and the and the worst part is, you know, her—the princess's dad has to pay for it. Yeah, that's the thing too. He's just like, ooh,
0: what's this going to cost me? <laughs> How um, much for the catering?
1: Oh my gosh! What do we eat? I don't think we've established that at all.
0: <laughs> no one, yes, no one eats in this movie. That's no. True.
1: I know we must be feeding that giant white ape something. Yeah, uh, giant something. bananas,
0: <laughs> giant white bananas.
1: Maybe I don't know. What did you call those guys? Uh, Donkey and Diddy Kong. Oh, oh that's, sad. that's sad. Okay, so on their, on their arrival, they find the city empty. Everyone's gone to helium. Uh, so uh, Tars Tarkas uh, Does the old slap on the back of the head of Carter Like nice one skull," And uh, Carter cuts his head right off Because Carter's had enough Carter, Carter take this don't take this
0: I take this garbage Haven't you seen how I acted earlier in the movie? I just jumped through a window because I feel like it
1: Yeah, And it's like there's no way we can make it to the wedding on time Wait a minute And they look over and see that there's uh, one of those light flyers Yeah, And so it's time to do that So uh, off they go
0: um, and two of Jeddak or the uh, thyist Tars Tarkus is very uh, unwilling because he says Jeddak do not fly or that sure. sorry Tharks do not fly
1: right uh, so the wedding ceremony is uh, going on and it's about to as is about to finish yeah uh, Carter uh, there, it's a lot of drinking S- liquid
0: starts pounding pat- on the glass at the back of the of the uh, building and going
1: Elaine yep and then Elaine. says the, the door is below um, the it, it, Carter crashes in. Mm. and the princess is so happy to see him but it's too late as the signal has been cast (gasps) oh well there we go uh zon are attacking the heliomites yes and uh and uh bad guy mai tai shang with his blu-ray uh it just seems completely unstoppable what are you gonna
0: do what are you gonna do with the guy with the blu-ray You can shape, shape shift as well
1: that's right, and and it's it's such a good uh, gun that they can now call it the uh, the the Blu-ray special. It's
0: like, oh my <laughs> gosh! And,
1: and, and the the savings on items. Yeah, it, you just go like, why did we buy our wedding presents uh, earlier?
0: <laughs> so
1: we're all registered, by the way, at Kayak. Anyway, uh, can yeah.
0: I just can I interrupt just for a second? Uh, interrupt your, your storytelling. So sure. you did not enjoy the sequence because you felt it was too much a bunch of busyness of people running around. Yeah. Whatever they're doing, yeah. shooting or sword fighting or whatever.
1: Well, you've got, I mean, you got a shorthand in a movie where you know who can live and you know who can die and mm-hmm. you know at what point a villain can die and you know at what point a villain's safe. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I know that. So what am I watching here? You know, maybe the, maybe the dad could die. Like what, what am I see? What am I seeing? First of all, who, you know, what's, what's going on and what's, why, why am I interested yeah, it's just like, it's a bunch of business to me. It's just uh, fireworks at this point. And that's fine. You know, it's like, it's pretty, I guess. It's okay. But I just look at it and just go, this is so expensive for so little emotional
0: payoff. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: And so then the, the the big light cruiser crashes in too. And the Tharks uh, cut out and they follow their leader. They join the uh, army and fight off the Zondians. And uh, Mai Tai Shang escapes. I like but,
0: that they, they don't really know who's who. So they're just kind of like, Willy nilly, yeah. and people are like, "I'm on the good side. I'm on the. I'm a good guy."
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that's very Civil War, I
0: guess. <laughs> I guess so. I know we all look part. the same, but I'm different.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and during the fight, uh, Sab Than is killed by the blue device. Oh, he loved it. He loved that blue device. <laughs> he is
0: hoist on his own petard.
1: Yep, petard. <laughs> um, but Carter does get the medallion. So, uh, so with the uh, uh, immediate, immediate threat of uh, uh Zodanga gone uh now he knows where his uh, heart is uh Carter takes his wedding ring and uh asks uh asks the princess to marry him and uh she's like, oh i get it now uh she she agrees she's so happy uh i think she's known him for 3 days but that's fair uh, she agrees <laughs> you know
0: I, I, whirlwind romance is you can't you know some of them are successful some aren't but you know what people have been like engage for eight years and get married sometimes those marriages founder her too like you don't know i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna judge them based on the time like a time limit as if there should be a time limit between when you meet yeah. someone and when you can get
1: married if she he looks over at tars tarkus and goes uh, should i do it and he goes i wouldn't and he goes forearmed is forewarned am i right <laughs> anyway i'm still gonna marry her i just wanted to do that joke anyway,
0: <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then tars circus hits oh, him in the back of the head again
1: yeah. And he goes, I seriously, I will cut your head off. I will <laughs> cut it off so fast. The next time you do that.
0: Oh Virginia.
1: Yeah. Uh it's for lovers. Um <laughs> so yeah, they they propose uh and uh and uh they get married. There yeah. you go. So uh uh then we see that they're cut they to a lovely
0: cut to small apartment. Papers yep. hanging from a clothesline, <laughs> spread wall to wall. While John Carter sits in an armchair, smoking a pipe, reading the newspaper, and okay. Princess is has two babies in one. You know, each each arm has a baby in each arm, and she's scolding him about something.
1: Yeah, that uh, that didn't happen. Aww. He's uh, just he's just pounding scotch. And just, <laughs> there's not enough in the world. No, none of that happens. Uh, you see them wake up from their wedding uh bliss uh poise well that's why they
0: get married so fast so they could do it this book was written in th- in the 20s and or 30s so yeah so yeah he's they're like they're like man we we want to do it so we got to get married otherwise we can't do it so they got married and th- you know they don't this for a week or whatever three days to right. a week possibly and, and and now they can do it
1: and i'm going to assume yep that it was a very weird night for carter Uh, And that he's now super strong and he's got to figure out how to do this without killing someone. (laughs)
0: That's right.
1: Right? Well. Because, like, if you do the wrong move, one, you're bouncing out the window Uh because you're you're Johnny Bouncy Boy. (laughs) Or two, you're insanely strong. you got to be super careful, man. you got to. He, it's, seemed, it's he
0: seems to have adapted by this point, but yeah, I, I'm sure he has to think about it.
1: It's a different skill but, you know, set.
0: I have <laughs> ideas, but I don't think it's the place for me right now to, to go into them. No, if no, pe- that's the
1: place for your slash fiction. <laughs> uh, it's- any,
0: any, uh, any moviegoers out there are wonder, fascinated with my explanations. They're welcome to write in and I will send them. DM so, uh, me. drop me a they, DM everyone. and I'll, I'll send you back my ideas.
1: They have a nice uh, little talk on the balcony and they're looking out uh, on uh, Mars. And he uh, takes his medallion and uh, and uh, tosses it in the canyon below. There no. you go. Yeah. Uh But then he goes back to the bed chamber, and uh, the guard thanks him. Uh, reaches out, grabs him, and shifts into Matai Shang.
0: Oh, they're shapeshifters.
1: Oh no! And immediately he's back in his cave in Arizona. Was it all a dream? Uh he wakes up, he's dusty, he's
0: got a beard. <laughs> it's be, I'm don't, sure he's I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a dream if you wake up and you're covered in dust and you have a you have a like year a year. You are right. Beard. It's,
1: it's a coma. It's a coma. Yeah. Uh and the colonel is <laughs> uh is a skeleton.
0: A skeleton, yeah. So that's even longer than a year. It's now here's
1: funny. my thing about that. Yeah. Okay. So there's something in this cave that will eat flesh. why do you say that? Because he's a skeleton.
0: Bugs and whatever, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's something that will eat flesh. There's like bugs that will eat flesh. Yeah. So these bugs. Yeah. Just come in and they go like, oh, hey, let's eat that guy. Yeah. And they eat the guy, and then they look over at this guy who's just like <laughs> sleeping and not moving. Yeah. And they're like, hey, 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 he's resting. Mm. Oh, that's, as right. a bug? <laughs> that's
0: a different. That's right. Bugs are yeah. very respectful of a sleep. Yeah. yeah.
1: As, 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 do I care about that? Yeah. I'm like, well. I, don't know.
0: I mean, uh, okay. To be fair, he ate about a thousand spiders. <laughs> But other than okay. that, other than that, the bugs are going to leave you alone.
1: Like, I know that you've got to show that he's dead. But, like, the skeleton move is a weird one, you know, when... Uh, yeah, when yeah.
0: I, I... It's very dramatic, but, yes, it's kind of weird. It's kind of silly. So, so how much time... It's as if it was a, a, some pulp fiction you were reading.
1: Yeah, so how much time is supposed to have passed on Earth I... during this...
0: Well, years.
1: Years, okay.
0: Because... How long... he's a skeleton. Yeah, he's a skeleton. Like he's not just a not just like some you know flesh rotting off it. Like he's like as clean as a whistle.
1: Because it's been what like four days on Mars. Yeah. It, but that's four years on Earth? Is that how that works? I,
0: I don't know time the time. So weird. I don't know the time uh...
1: That's a weird bit. It's like okay, so if that's the case, okay, so here's the problem. Uh it's like, okay, so four year four four years on Earth, four days on Mars. So our time is long. Okay, so this is not too bad. So that means if he does go back, no time really will have passed. Oh, on that's Mars. right.
0: That's that's it's, the that's what the that's what the it's setting up by having so much uh, yeah having so much time pass by. Like it, it's well, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah was I don't the know why
1: they're going with the idea that time's so different, but fair enough. Well, no, no, uh, it, it's
0: a it's a it's a good it's a good thing. I think because I think the idea is that. I think the idea is that when you travel, like when the, when those beings travel to earth for whatever reason, they don't want too much time to pass on Mars. So they must have it said in some way that time, there's a time dilation so that they're, that when they're gone, things don't, you know, end. Do you know what I mean? Like things won't end right away. Okay. You know, like, cause if you went away for, yeah. if you went away to earth and you came back, like. You could have been gone a month, and now all their careful plans are unraveling because someone's done something dumb, and so yeah. you, you don't want that.
1: Yeah, I got that. So it's uh, but the the logic here is is not he's not going to to Mars as Mars is right now. He's going to Mars that's kind of in a different time situation. So if like what's happening to him is not happening on Mars immediately, unless Mars is just moving at a faster rate than uh, than us, and just everything on Mars is happening. At a different time, uh, and 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 going that way, or something. I don't know how it goes. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to, uh, (laughs) let's go let's go back to you know the whole thing we were talking about. Yeah. uh, Where uh, we go back to uh, Earth, uh, and oh sorry, uh, we go back to Earth, and he's getting his affairs in order. Uh, Realizes he realizes there must be other Therns on Earth. Spends the next ten years looking for another medallion. No dice. Uh, he he appears to have, uh, find something in the Orkneys, uh, prepares a crypt on his estate so he can return to Mars and leave his body safe on earth. And, uh, and, uh, his nephew, Edgar, who of course we met earlier is entrusted to keeping him safe because it's likely that the therns are going to attack his body, perhaps right at the moment where Edgar's reading the journal Edgar looks at the journal and this is my favorite scene in the whole movie, him going, Oh God, (laughs) like that's to put the book down and (laughs) runs, uh, grave. That's pretty great. Yeah. 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 Uh, he checks the crypt and doesn't uh, know that he's being followed. He's trying to figure out how to get in. Yeah. Tries uh, tries hitting uh, some letters, uh, going with like uh, Ed, Edgar. Uh, that's no good. And then realizes, wait, he always called me Ned. Yeah. N-E-D. It opens up and it uh, looks like he's going to be uh, shot by one of the celestial jerks. Uh, or, or stabbed or killed. Yeah. But, uh, Celestial is killed and who is it? Oh, it's John Carter. Yes. John Carter wasn't in the thing at all. He's, he's uh, there and, and the whole thing was he was just waiting, uh, for that guy to try and kill Edgar Rice It Burroughs. was a
0: con. Yep. The whole thing was a and con on the, s- on the, on And the, the uh, sting, therns. the sting
1: music starts playing, yeah.
0: do, 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 so
1: has carter been in the
0: do 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 do
1: do 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 There you go. do 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 did he have some snacks and was he eating he stuff? Must, he's
0: obviously planned this to the nth degree, right? Not only right. has he like traveled the world pretending to look for something, which he knew he could not find. He went to Java and he went to the Orkney Islands. Let me tell you right now, one of those locations I have actually been to. Oh, okay. And they don't call it Java anymore. Mm. No, I've been to the Orkney Islands. They don't call them the Orkney Islands anymore either. Not called did you, did not you called,
1: switch the signs when you were there <laughs>
0: that's right. it's, not called, it's not called Malaysia so then he uh, so he creates the idea like he puts the idea in the mind of the Therns that he has found a second for him anyway a second controller yes iPad and so they think he's got it so they're following him mm-hmm. He fakes his death. they think that obviously they think well he is gone back to Mars I guess that's the idea. So they're waiting to see what happens. So Ned shows up. So then they're, you know, obviously they're following all this, the happen, happenings. He's gotten, you know, he tells the story to Ned. So then Ned will like know what the stakes are to what he's trying to do, but also gives him a clue to open the door, which he does, which of course draws the Thern to try to, you know, not only kill Ned, but also go in there and kill Edgar Rice Burroughs, or sorry, kill John mm-hmm. so that he, you know, he, then they'll take back the, the controller, and then, of course, John Carter is waiting and probably thinking to himself, how long is it going to take him to solve this rather simple puzzle I set for him? <laughs> and then the door opens, and he's ready, and he saves Ned from the thern, but also kills the thern, and is able to retrieve the, the uh, controller for himself and says, thank you, Ned, for all you've done for me. Please close the door. I'll see you later. <laughs> and then he uh, goes
1: back to Mars. But for, yeah, yeah, I like him doing the, uh, you should you should do something with your life. Uh, make a cause or uh, write a book. He turns turn to the audience and goes, wink. And then you hear the Tarzan yell go, oh.
0: I don't think that's a book he means. He means a book, Princess of Mars. Mm. <laughs> right, Tarzan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope well, by telling or... you. I hope princess by telling Mars you about a. Mars and my yeah, adventures on Mars with, with alien creatures with forearms and about my experiences rescuing a princess from an from an evil uh, rolling city that's destroying the planet, I hope that that will lead you to think about writing a story about a guy who gets shipwrecked in the jungles of Africa and is raised by monkeys.
1: Yeah. What do I do you should think, say apes. Uh, apes, yeah. What do you think about uh, Rosie O'Donnell as like a best friend of the ape and they all have a musical number? Like, I love it. <laughs> that sounds
0: great. Is that Tarzan?
1: That is Tarzan, the uh, Disney version of Tarzan.
0: With Phil Collins' yeah. music?
1: Sure. Why not? That Why was, not?
0: That was a weird period, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. It was an okay video game, though. Like
0: Elton John did the music for The the Lion King. Lion King, yeah. And then they brought in Peter, uh, not Peter Gabriel, uh, Phil Collins for uh, for Tarzan.
1: Yeah, Peter Gabriel did the music for uh, Babe Pig in the City, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, you're right. He goes to Mars, and then the, uh, the 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 planet Mars we see up there, and it says John Carter. Wait for it. Yeah. Of Mars. Now he's of Mars. Oh, wait for it. And doing. then we have the three letters all there. You know, uh, J, uh, C, and then M, and then uh, there you go. And then then we have the princess going. Wasn't this princess of Mars? And they, they go quiet <laughs> you. It's, it's not, not about you. It's, it's not about gonna, John Carter.
0: It's not going to sell. Everyone wants to see a movie about John Carter, insurance salesman.
1: Yeah, who wants to go see movies about princesses? Oh, I'd like to see something like that. Uh, yeah, we'd have to be frozen in time before that would uh, be a success. <laughs> you're
0: not going to tangle us in your plans.
1: That's right. We're not, you're not going to Lilo and Stitch us. Wait, no, no that's that. not a princess. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like female leads in that uh, Disney. Uh,
0: okay, <laughs> well, but, yeah, should, should, yeah, uh, it's all princesses. It's princesses. princesses
1: all the way down. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame actually it, It's too bad that she doesn't make the um, Count whenever they have like the big parade of Disney princesses She would actually be a very
0: cool How do you know um, she's not there
1: princess. At Disneyland? Yeah Well no one's at Disneyland now I know that much Oh I thought they were open again Not quite Oh okay Not quite They will be uh, soon But they're, all of the uh, dwarves are going to be doc. as <laughs> long as they're not sneezy That's right sneezy's gone sleepy as well we don't trust sleepy <laughs> like you're gonna have seven docs and they're all gonna be on call yeah exactly uh so there we go we do we just talked about uh john john carter i did think it was uh, i thought i liked it more the first couple of times i saw it than of I course did
0: that's night. that's just how it that's how it is like i wish
1: yeah there was a lot of stuff like um you know, I liked him trying to get out of, uh, you know, out of out of all the traps with Brian mm. Cranston. And yeah, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of that shtick. I would have liked to have seen a bit more, maybe with the dog. Uh, I would have liked to have seen maybe something about their culture changing. So, what you or mean is like,
0: that what what you would would like is the movie to have been slightly different, so it wasn't the same one you saw two more times
1: <laughs> or two other times. No, I just I just I just think like having uh-huh. seen many movies like this that uh, you know. That when you show me something that you can do yep. and it's it's fun, yep. and then the, and then things get generic. I would prefer the thing that you do that's unique and kind of fun. You know, if you're an animator, show me show me things that an animator can do. Like I like a Brad Bird, and like to me, when I see Brad Bird directing, I see a lot of animation. in What Brad Bird mm, does, sure. his timing and whatnot. Yep. and so I'd like to I'd like to have seen a bit more of that uh, with this, and I would like to have seen more of. Hey, we shouldn't brand women. <laughs> maybe we should that. Maybe that's a bad idea. Maybe we should like uh knock that shit off. How about yeah. that? You
0: yeah, know? But, uh, I mean, I feel like that I feel like this that storyline was heading in that direction anyway. But but um Casola is not killed. She's supposed to be put to death, but she's not. So Yeah. So that that shows a, a change anyway, like some sort of change.
1: She be leading things maybe at the end? Like again, if it was done now, it feels like she then takes over. And like, you know, because she suffered so much yeah. that she deserves so much comeuppance.
0: Maybe and maybe in the planned sequel they would have had that, but it just well, wasn't to be.
1: It wasn't to be. There's infinite books, that's true. I mean, this is the kind of thing that I would be shocked if doesn't become an animated series at some point. It's a property, right? And yeah. it's a semi-known property. And there's a lot of people that have good memories of this. And so it's like, yeah, as long as you're not spending $200 million on it. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll do something with it in the future. Nothing goes away forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you've like uh, bought it, so uh, they're gonna do. They'll do something with it. I'm sure. And uh, we'll go back to this world, and you'll go. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, that was all right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good.
0: Uh, yeah. I well. I'm gonna. I'm going to sort of agree with you. Not not on that. I wish the film was different so much as if I wish that. It had made some slightly different story choices. I, I do wish that there was less telling of things and more showing of things. Absolutely. So I wish that we had seen uh, Sab Than, be actually villainous rather than just uh, acting as one would as a warrior. So, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's kind of like watching Conan the Barbarian, like he's a barbarian like okay so he's gonna have certified he's gonna kill people that's his character like it doesn't it doesn't make him evil in the story of quinn on the barbarian because that's just the culture of the time he's in if the story was taking place and he was a bus driver that would be a whole a whole different story right so so i just feel like in this movie like it just needed something that made that character evil from the get-go like we just understood right away this guy is no good anything he says any any promises he makes are just so much garbage because he's just he's just a you know irredeemable monsters kind of person and that would have been better to me than rather than just saying oh he's bad and then you spend the rest of the movie kind of going well he seems to be (laughs) okay like he's you know he's he gave his sword to the princess and he so he showed his trust in her and and he seems to you know like it's not until like you know, that when things are in motion then it's kinda of like mwa ha ha ha. But then most of the boa ha is the therns and not, not that guy. So
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like and and we were kind of talking a little bit but like we kind of interrupted ourselves, but just the fact that there you know like like there's a lot of different groups operating in this movie, right? So that we have like the we have the guys from Trafalmador or whatever that city's called. The Z- zatanga, sorry. Uh we've got Helion. We've then we've got the Tharks and then we have the Therns. So all of them all have their own motive, you know, their own things they're trying to accomplish or whatever. And it just feels like it's just a lot of stuff happening in the movie. And so it needs to in some way make it clear like the, what the what the Therns want. Like it's never clear what their goal is. Like I know they say are, we want to end Mars, but what is they just want to end Mars? Is that they just, yeah, just for yeah. funsies? Like so we need to see that as well. Whether we see it Represented in the temple when they go and look at the at the solar system, if it would show in some way that, like some sort of history of these creatures, and that they're like planet eaters basically, that their goal is it is to to destroy a planet and they get energy from the destruction of, of of life forces, and that's what keeps them going, you know. And so, and not only are they like bad on Mars, but they also have a a pathway to Earth, and they could they'll bring their their you know their 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 nightmare to Earth eventually. Mm-hmm. and so and so that will give us you know not only a goal for for um John carter to stop- to stop them on Mars but also to prevent them from coming to earth, and so you can feel you know there's more there's more uh at stake right yeah and then yeah, and then I kind of i it didn't bother me the first time I watched this movie, but the second time I was watching it, I thought that the Princess and John Carter needed a scene where you establish affection. Okay, and so then we know that they're affectionate, and I don't mean love, I don't mean they kiss, I just mean that there's some way that they have mutual respect for each other or that they kind of reach some sort of rapprochement where they both are on the same page, and we feel like ah, okay, now now they understand each other now we'll we'll know we understand that whatever happens to them that they they have this inextricable link between them, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, yep, like you just need something like that in, in a movie, right? Um, for whatever reason. I'm thinking of the crying game for some reason, but there's like okay. a, there's a scene in that movie where the two characters become linked together and no matter what happens, um Stephen Reed's character cannot leave, you know, he can't abandon Dill. So so then um and you understand why. You understand that the the affection between the two characters. Even if it's not sexual affection, there's still like a romantic element to them, right? Yeah. And then And then, yes, the movie did not require the huge uh, fighting sequence in a giant hall. Like, it's just, it's, you know, or if you're going to do that, you start there and then you go, I'm chasing this guy down a corridor and we're going to fight in a corridor somewhere down there away from everybody else where it feels more perilous than it does in this big giant room. So goodbye. And we'll just go down there and do something because we don't need to everyone milling around in a room because when everyone's milling around you can't really tell what's happening and it kind of the the tension dissipates right yeah because you're just kind of like oh it's kind of like watching the sequence where he's flying on the flying machine and he's racing around and he's zooming here and zooming there and it's basically like I said like a video game scene yeah. and you're just kind of like well nah, well you know there's a the guy flying and what's going he's doing some stuff and and you're right because you know that you you know that it's unlikely that he's going to die but it's not even that even if you know a character's not going to die, if they get into like a perilous situation, you still feel like some fear because that's just natural that whatever situation they're in, oh, this is, this is bad or this is scary. And, but there's nothing scary about something going really fast and zipping in and out because you, your eye and your brain can't register what's happening quickly enough for you to like have any feelings about it. You are just a spectator of, of, of this, you know, movement. And so yeah, I don't think that that needs it. But in every other way, the movie is just like uh, I just think is a little gem.
1: Yeah, there's a, a 250
0: million dollar gem.
1: Yeah. Uh, I didn't know John Favreau was in this. He was. He was a bookmaker in it. Um who's betting on things. Uh two two things. One is a character thing and then one's an an, an interesting little bit of trivia. Sure. Uh I think like and again, this is not something that would have been in a book at the time because no one would have cared. Uh but it it feels like if you've got a story about a traumatized soldier who just fought in, you know, a war. Yeah. Like, either he feels, doesn't want to be in another war. Yeah. Or he only feels comfortable in war. Like, he immediately goes into his instincts of, like, being a fighter. Like, he's lo- he's a lost soul yeah. when we first meet him. And he's looking for gold, basically, you know, to protect himself and to just get away from it all and leave it all behind. Yeah. But like, uh, like he, he either, he wants to fight or he doesn't want to fight. And we have, we have really no, uh, no reaction to like being immediately and in, put into this war. Sure. Like another war. Yeah. Yeah. And you know,
0: as a soul, well as, as a, you say, it would have been an unlikely. Yeah. Subject. And it was written in 1912. The book sure. I was reading. So it's not even written. Like, obviously it's not contemporaneous with the civil war, but it's not even contemporaneous with the first world war. So, at that time, like the effects of war were probably kind of you know if if like not really generally known, sure you know so it's not something well, you'd be we know, thinking, that he's,
1: but... we know he's a mess off the top like he's he's at a low point, when yeah, we yeah, see him sure he, you know all the sim all the symbolism of this is a lost man, yeah, yeah you know it's there. So, so you know, and we and we have now established there's flashbacks. Yeah. So maybe there could be a thing where he's fighting with these he's guys. And just then out for himself.
0: I mean, but he's just out for himself because he he's lost everything that has value to him. Right. right? So he
1: probably didn't care about when he was fighting with the Confederate Army. He he was no, 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 just no no he would
0: have cared. He would have cared, mm-hmm. but it's when he returned and he discovered that his family had been killed.
1: It could be either way. Like whatever whatever his feelings are about fighting in that war when he's fighting, you know, these aliens, yeah. I know it's, it flashes him back to coming home and seeing his, his wife and child are dead. Yeah. But like, it feels like you could have had a thing of him remembering fighting, you know, as a soldier and like, well, what's the connection here? Is there anything there? Nope. Okay. That's fine. I mean, mm. you don't have to, but they it could
0: have, but yeah, they didn't have to either. So now,
1: now the other tr- trivia, uh, thing about this was in 1931, uh, there was a director who uh, wanted to make an, a feature-length animated film oh. uh, about, uh, about this. Did you know about this? No. And that director was huh? Bob Clampett. Oh, really? Yeah. So he wanted to adapt it into a feature-length film, and, he, and uh, Burroughs was all on board with this. Uh, he used rotoscope and hand-drawn uh, uh, techniques, yeah. uh, tracing an athlete. Uh, who performed the John uh, Carter uh, jumps and, and what have you. Yeah. And then uh, designed cartoonishly the forearm Tharks. Yeah. And did all this. And yeah, it didn't end up, uh, didn't end up happening. Uh, you know, they didn't, uh, it didn't play well in, uh, in for, for film exhibitors. Uh, but uh, then, you know, Flash Gordon took off and all these other things. And yeah. it was like, oh, well, this was a mistake. But if, if it apparently, according to, and I'm looking at just Wikipedia on this last bit, had it, had it been released, it would have preceded Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to become the first American feature-length animated film. Huh, interesting. Yeah, directed by Bob Clampett.
0: I wonder if he underplayed, downplayed the jumping elements too much by having it just rotoscoping an athlete jumping. And so You know what I mean? Like, rather than exaggerating it a bit to give it more more excitement, it was a little yeah. too flat and uh, yeah. wasn't thrilling enough for...
1: He did, get, he did get a bit of the last laugh, you know, when the Flash Gordon thing came out. And it was huge. It was like, eh? And all the things that, <laughs> you know, all these Terceviers said people wouldn't be, uh, you know, on board with the idea of Earthmen Earthman on Mars. It's outlandish. It's crazy. <laughs> Midwestern audiences couldn't get this. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, they tried to kind of make it up to him going like, no, you should really do an animated Tarzan uh, instead. And he was like, nah, horse feathers. And uh, didn't do it. <laughs> Yep. Oh, wow. That would have, that would have, been, uh, that would have been interesting, uh, but, not, but not to be. So if you uh, do like uh, John Carter and you want to read the books, I'm just going to tell you all the books right now. Oh, the books. okay, let me know. The books are mm-hmm. A Princess of Mars. Kay. That's what we already had. The Gods of Mars, The Warlord of Mars, Kay. Thuvia, Maid of Mars, The Chessman <laughs> of Mars, The Mastermind of Mars, mm. A Fighting Man of Mars, Swords of Mars, Synthetic Men of Mars, Liana of Gathol. I think you missed the theme there. Uh, <laughs> and finally, John Carter of Mars. Wow. So finally, wow. Yeah. 11, uh, 11 books in total.
0: And I wonder if The Gods of Mars is them fighting the Thurns?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Very, very, very good question. And one that could be answered by reading the book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know if I need to go that far.
1: Yeah, but if you like Who the knows. characters, hey man, there's a lot of books for you, so enjoy. Yeah, as well as as well as comic books, as well as comic books and comic strips. There was a comic strip as well in the '40s, so uh, give that a little read yourself if you if you want to. Those are available for the most part. I, online. I I
0: think that the movie, I think that the framing device in the film is singular to the movie, not in the book. Okay, but. Uh... Yeah, it's a great, it is a great, uh, it's a great ending to the movie. Like I say, when I saw this in the theater, I left with a whistle, and I bounced in my step and I, I loved movies that day. You yeah. Know, you know that feeling when you watch a movie, you really like it and you're walking out, you're just like, movies are great. Unlike yeah, say wait. when you go see Gemini Man, you leave the theater and you're just like, F- movies. Oops, I swore. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. My apologies.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, if we're going to swear, then I'm going to wrap this up.
0: Yeah, it's gone uh, to that point.
1: Thank you so much for uh, listening. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and for voting on this film, we had a, you had a choice of uh, movies to vote on. Oh you man, was it
0: close! You know what? It was one vote between this this movie and the Prestige.
1: Oh wow! One okay. vote. There you are. Uh, so remember, your vote matters but next time.
0: More votes for the Prestige on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But more votes for John Carter on on Twitter.
1: So here's where you're going to want to check out if you want to vote for what movie we see next, and/or make your own suggestions of what movie that we do. we do, uh, you can, as Dave says, go to Facebook. Uh, we're there uh, under Sneaky Dragon. That is our other podcast that we do every week. And so we're not setting up another uh, setup this way. It's going to be. It's going to do through this. So go to Sneaky Dragon on Facebook. There you are, or go to Twitter. Uh, at sneaky underscore dragon. You will find our polls in both places, and we would love to hear from you there. Uh, you can also go to our uh, website, sneakydragon.com, where you'll find this episode, all the other episodes of Fansplainers, and all of our other podcasts that we've done, all available for free. If you want to comment on any of them, there's a message uh, area underneath all of them, and you just uh, right there. Do that. Or go to Tumblr, uh, sneakydragon.tumblr.com. Now, if you're the kind of person who likes emailing, and I know some of you are, here's what you're going to do. You got a pen? Why? Why would you bring a pen? Oh, well, if you want to use a pen. <laughs> uh, it's We're at uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneaky d at sneakydragon.com. That is our email address, and we'd love to hear from you there as well. I hope you will give some of our other podcasts a shot, and we are on Patreon, uh, and uh, that's if you can uh, do a buck or two or a thing or what. Uh, we appreciate it, and the lights stay on, and we're able to uh, look at movies and pay for our streaming services uh, until the movies go back into the movie theaters, in which case we will go back into the movie theaters as well and start watching stuff. We miss movies, but we want to stay safe, and we advise you as well to stay safe and be healthy, and uh, and join us next time. I have been Ian Boothby.
0: I've been David Dedrick.
1: And, uh, and now you'll know us as Ian Boothby and David Dedrick on mars on mars on mars, uh, on mars? Uh, not of mars. no wait i'm gonna eat a mars bar is what i'm saying <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds good yeah it's a british one the chocolate is really
0: really uh, good oh
1: yeah lovely. oh man it's so good i wish i could be there with you i would share it with you but i can't so too bad <laughs> i wish i could have it it's so good yeah it sounds like you're oh, it's it's really real, sound real sorry so freaking good mm. Let me know when it gets dangerous.